Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 29, and we're discussing the 2021 Anime Awards. There will be semi-light spoilers throughout this episode for the anime that were nominated, so you've been warned. And joining us for this episode are two very special guests. We have Matt and Brad from the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Good to see that people know that my name goes before yours, Brad. (laughs) I was nervous about that. I'm like, who do I say first? I just followed kind of what you guys, I think, normally say and what's on your website. That's the proper protocol. It's always Matt and Brad. (laughs) Perfect. I mean, if you said Brad and Matt, then... Like, if you, you say Matt and Brad, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how it goes. But if you say my name first and he literally screams. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were, if you had said his name first, I would have been like, well, record's over. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got that right. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, before we, we kick things off, um, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your podcast. Um, well, I guess a short synopsis of me. My name is Matt. I've been watching anime since I decided that. I was going to let people control my life, and when kids on the playground were all into Pokemon, I said, well, this is a, I need to get really good social status, so I'm going to be into Pokemon too, and then I actually turned out to enjoy it, and that descended me down the slippery slope of watching Adult Swim, Inuyasha, Sailor Moon, all that, and eventually becoming the piece of trash anime fan that I am, (laughs) and uh, I guess, how about you, Brad, what you, what you, what you doing? Well, I'm Brad, and just like Matt, I've started in like a junior scout into anime. It started with Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, considering them to be cartoons, just like it, just like all the other stuff I watch. And that slowly descended into be watching Toonami, watching subs, and now just being the de- degenerate that I am today. Yes. Amazing. I feel like Adult Swim kind of was that gateway for a lot of us into into anime. I, I first got hooked on Inuyasha and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but there's like a lot of blood and like romance and, and I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. Oh yeah, definitely. The only reason I got into Inuyasha was because back at the time when it was airing, I was on AOL and I was going into anime chat rooms, you know, trying to AOL. talk about Pokemon. Oh man. To these, wow. to these people who were into actual anime and they were like we're doing an inuyasha role play and i was like well oh my god wow. <laughs> that is a major throwback holy shit doing role plays on aim that that's uh nostalgia right there yeah the people who were there if you know you know <laughs> <laughs> so i have to ask um what is everyone currently watching because there's a lot of good shit out right now in 2021 and i'm curious to know like what's what's top of the list for you guys yeah brad what's top of the list for you brad (laughs) (laughs) well actually matt i have started my uh phase one of my seasonal binge i realize that not everything is out right now so i'm gonna hit that like episode seven or eight wall but i've started watching Wonder Egg Priority, mm. as well Ooh. as, and uh, that's been really good, I... as, as you can see by my profile picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. His profile picture I've... is I from Wonder Egg Priority. Who is a great uh, character. Picture of her from the first episode where she smashes that 
uh, evil chick with the pin hammer, and she's like, "Whoa! Did you see that? <laughs> I can murder people in this, in this, <laughs> and there's no repercussions." <laughs> that show is is amazing, by the way. And I don't know. Um, the the day we're recording this is a Tuesday, so it's Wonder Egg Tuesday. Um, I don't know if you guys yeah. caught this today's episode, but I think it's a recap episode. I was a little bit bummed about that. Oh, oh. that's gross. <laughs> Especially That's when we're only like egg priority. we're only like seven episodes in, and there's already a recap. But uh, I don't know, maybe some shit went down behind the scenes, and they had to throw that at us. I'm still surprised they have recap episodes again in this day mm-hmm. and age when you have streaming services and you don't really need those. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, it's always to my mind from watching Shiro Bako. It's always, oh shit, we need to make an episode. What do we got? We have nothing. <laughs> okay, recap for people who are just joining us i guess i don't know man (laughs) yeah Yeah. other than that i've been watching uh promised neverland season two been really Mm. hyped about that ever since i watched it two months ago (laughs) oh you just watched the first season that recently yeah interesting Uh, i think i heard about it some time ago it just didn't cross my radar yeah but we watched it for uh, what did we watch it for? Was it a season review? No, you watched it for the host club, Boys and Goyle. Oh, yeah. So that was uh, that was fun. Also catching up on Jujutsu Kaisen, which is still not finished. I want to point that out, which comes <laughs> mm-hmm. in play later. That'll be a special tool for later. I think there's only like four episodes left of Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, just really quick about the this second half of the season, I feel like nothing's really happened. Like, I, I just, I'm surprised that we're this far into the season. I'm like, wait, what happened besides this kind of, like, tournament arc thing going on? Yeah, that's that's one of my beef with these 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 shonen anime now at this point. Guys, if you want a tournament arc, just legitimately say, I want a tournament arc. Stop trying to make reasons for the tournament arc to transpire, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like, My Hero did it pretty well. They dedicated, like, almost an entire season, or at least half a season, to a tournament arc that I think highlighted everyone pretty well but this one just felt like a half-assed like what was supposed to be two or three episodes of a quick tournament arc that turned into i don't even know what's going on now the league of villains showed up or whatever i call them the league League of villains Villains. by the way i know that's my hero but i call them the league of villains (laughs) they basically are league of league of super evil (laughs) that that one dude is legitimately just somebody was like hey can i copy your homework my hero aka and he was like yeah just make sure you uh make it look different and he said i'm not gonna do that i'm sorry i know he literally looks like shigaraki i'm like mahito right yeah yeah. i'm I'm just watching my hero revamped i don't know (laughs) but what about you matt what are you currently watching everything under the sun (laughs) (laughs) um highlights i guess uh i'm currently watching doing the same seasonal thing Obviously, Wonder Egg priority, Hori Mia, just because I want to have that, be able to bring that discussion because I don't like Hori Mia. <laughs> really? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of. Uh, I'm a big fan of romance and slice of life. I really am. Also, this will come back later because I legitimately just guest on podcast so I can fight the host. Uh, Yui Gang, rise up! <laughs> so um, oh my gosh yeah i i I feel like we could have a discussion for like hours about that (laughs) yeah because uh i'm not i'm not your girl ain't my girl at all but uh (laughs) wonder egg priority hori mia bottom tier character tomazaki kun uh those are the three that are really sticking out to me redo of healer but just so i can say i get the t-shirt for that and say i watched it damn you're venturing into redo of healer oh my god i i truthfully have not watched any of it only because 
all the comments I've seen on like Reddit and all the posts on Twitter, I'm like too afraid at this point to watch it. I'm scared that if I watch it, I can never go back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have been into the dark side of the abyss. So this is just in our casual Tuesday for us. It's (laughs) one of those shows where it's just so bad. You have to watch it. Dude, no, it's it's legitimately just that third or fourth episode I said, if you just want to be a hentai, just be a hentai, dude. This is 2021. Yeah. Live your dreams, man. <laughs> it's like Stop. full on everything, right? Like, they, they don't hide anything in this show from what I understand. Well, there's like... I don't want to like talk too much about it because I don't want to give Redo Appealer any more attention than it's already gotten. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> like you don't you don't you don't reward the child who wants attention by acting out by giving it the attention, but legitimately there was an episode where they had a threesome in a lake and I was just like just in a just lake. Be a hentai, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like um what was that other anime? I'm really bad with titles, by the way. Um Interspecies. Yeah, Interspecies Reviewer. I feel like that also kind oh, of yeah. covered the line of like hentai anime, but it really couldn't identify oh, no. one way or the other. It didn't get explicit, but I I think it crossed the line of hentai like well into the first episode. I think my favorite part about all that, too, from what I was reading, is that some of the uh, the broadcasters didn't know they were going to go full hentai <laughs> mode at certain points. So they, like, aired it like it was nothing, found out afterwards, and then, the, you know, the whole saga of them pulling it off of uh, all the streaming services. That was great. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Redo of Healer, I feel like there's something else. that I, Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen and the new Higurashi, which, uh, but... The Jujutsu Kaisen talk will come up later, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Carl? What are you watching? Which I, I, I'm asking as if I don't know, but I kind of yeah, we're, we're basically <laughs> on the same schedule. Because, um, yeah, we're watching Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Attack on Titan, of course. Um, even though the stuff that's happening right now is just really confusing. And I think they're at a slight standstill, but we'll see what happens in the last four episodes. Oh, my God. Four more. Yeah. Oh God, four more. <laughs> um, and I think I have been trying to watch the bottom tier character Tomazaki, but like right now with my full time job, I'm kind of in a busy time of year, so it's hard to like squeeze in all of these things. Even though I want to watch these, but you know, mm-hmm. I gotta gotta put money on the table. <laughs> Those goddamn full time jobs yeah. ruining our anime watching experience. <laughs> Hate it. Yeah, I think the only other thing on like my list besides everything that's been mentioned is Yashahime. I am watching that because, um, as I mentioned earlier, Inuyasha is a, it was my gateway anime. It's a it's a piece of nostalgia for me, and I don't know if any of you guys are watching it, but it's it's good. It's not great. I'm just watching it to find out what happened to like the original character. So I feel like that's the only other thing that that I'm watching. I I am gonna be really honest. I was trying to watch it for our seasonal uh, our seasonal preview. And, like, I have the same sort of connection to Inuyasha outside of my role-playing experience. So <laughs> I have that I have that fondness for it. But then I watched Yashahime, and I was like, I don't remember anything that happened. <laughs> and... I know. It was a long show, too. So I, I there were a lot of gaps that I had in, in my Inuyasha knowledge. Yeah. And my, my theory was, I'll just watch the final act, and then that'll be perfect. And then I'll boot it up the final act, episode one. And I'm just like... Wow, I have even less of a clue what's going on. <laughs> All I know is that Inuyasha and Kagome are canon. Um, so Shomaru is still a thing, and people still simp hard for him. And now, like, he's even more of the focal point in the show. 
and I'm just happy to see more Moroku Sango action. So yeah, I, I think for me, it's just it's just a pure nostalgia ride. If the the main characters weren't in it as much as they are, I probably would have dropped it by now. Understandable. Yeah. So with that, now that we've we've talked about you know current stuff, let's dive into the topic at hand. And full disclosure, um, the Anime Awards aired on February nineteenth, so it's been a little bit since then. Um, but it's just the way that our our podcasting schedule worked out. Um, but regardless, we're excited to talk about the the nominees and the winners. There's 18 categories, um, and truthfully, there's a chunk of anime here that I either haven't watched or only know a little bit about, but we'll go through each category, and there may be some that we gloss over just because there's not enough to talk about or we may not know the shows well enough. Um, but for those listening, I'll quickly run through the nominees and winners before we actually start talking about each category, but you can also find the full list, I believe, on Crunchyroll's website. Um, but to start, anyone have some overall thoughts on on these these awards? Because I I have some, and and I think I, right off the bat, for me, I feel like these nominees and winners are kind of like a a direct reflection of how mediocre anime was in 2020. Um, and I know a lot of that is because of COVID delaying shows and whatnot. But I feel like there just wasn't a lot of amazing stuff that came out this year, and therefore not as many amazing winners here. Um, my personal thoughts, just leading quick in, is that anytime Crunchyroll sets up to do their award show, it's like the circus comes into town because it's a whole <laughs> mess of just clown shit. Um, sorry to be frank, but legitimately, and you're, you're right about the 2020 being kind of a stagnant year for anime. Because, I mean, legitimately, and if there are fans of this show out here, don't get mad. But when Apare Ronmon is in contender for anime of the year, whoa, what is going on, dude? That was such a random nomination. I mean, first of all, I don't even know what that show's about. Um, but I saw it and I'm like, wait, what? What is that? And why wasn't it on any other category if it's up for, for anime of the year? That that's a good point. That my thing is that I don't under I don't understand. I don't understand. Um there's details of how they do the process is basically the nominees are selected by judges. And they do sort of a two-round voting process to produce this list. So somebody was fighting hard for a Pari Ronmon for some reason. <laughs> Wait, who are these judges that they that they take? They're probably like, staff members at oh. Crunchyroll, is my guess. I don't know. Do you guys know who the judges are? Um, interns. Interns. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I I liked. I was scared that everybody else was going to be more knowledgeable in the room, but a lot of they nominated. They had nominees for judges this year, and they apparently had double the judges. I actually nominated our friend Amelia because she's really knowledgeable and has such crappy taste about anime <laughs> that aligns with my own that I thought it would be a great way to make sure that I could control the awards. But um, a lot of the people that they have up are people like Daryl Surratt from Anime World Order, uh, Jeff Thu, as you may know, as professional shitbag uh, from Mother's Basement. Um, yes, there's and a lot no. of content creators. Is okay, what there cool. Is. That's good to hear yeah. um, that it wasn't just, you know, they just pulled some names off of their, their staff list. Like and the said, Academy of Motion Pictures. Yeah, or, or that it wasn't just a bunch of, like, random weebs who feel like they're knowledgeable about anime picking everything, but really they're just going to be biased the whole time, which I feel like is kind of what happens with the fan votes. And I'm, I'm like, wondering, too, and, and I probably should look this up beforehand, but I'm wondering, too, how heavily those weighed into these these winners because i'm i'm surprised i'm really surprised by some of these these winners in these categories i i would not have suspected them based on the fandoms behind these shows yeah well we know for sure that fan 
voting did not contribute heavily. If it did, then anime of the year would have been Attack on Titan season four with just one episode <laughs> released in 2020. By a landslide. <laughs> um, Wikipedia says that um, that 70% of the votes come from the judges while public voting is represented represents the remaining 30%. Interesting. Okay, so almost a whole third. Doesn't feel like it, though. Yeah, and this is cited from Crunchyroll's actual website, so that feels really... That feels... That feels really like you don't trust your audience to make good yeah. decisions, you know? Well, understandable. <laughs> Can't trust these weeds. I mean, yeah. anime is a hype factory at its core. That is true. That is true. And if you ban enough weeps together, like they could easily sway the vote to something just totally obnoxious or totally left field. I mean, for God's sakes, we talk about this every episode for our series of Talk on Time, which you can catch at our website. Oh my gosh, you don't do the plugs till the end, dude. <laughs> yeah. But we talk about how the position for my for Mal is like neck and neck between Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Attack on Titan Season Four, mm-hmm. which is crazy for first place, first place on a uh, like all time anime. I think didn't okay really side or side note here didn't something similar happen with um, interspecies reviewer where when they pulled it off of all the streaming sites the weebs got really mad so they like force ranked interspecies reviewer almost to the point of number one like knocking off brotherhood and then like Mal had to go back and change the algorithm for voting to make sure that didn't happen again. I can believe it. <laughs> they they did, and that was one of the things that it was uh, also to point out that Mal really needs to fix their system because Gintama should not be making up like six slots in the top one hundred. Mm. Come on now. Yeah, because they break everything down by like season or even by like special, and man, that can get confusing. Like my my Mal says I've watched like well into like the triple digits of anime and i'm like i i love anime but i know i haven't watched that much of it but when you look at it it's just like season one season two season three of all of the the different shows so yeah i have seen gintama like taking up several yeah. spots for for some reason mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where the people who like gintama really like gintama so of course they're going to high voted yeah mm-hmm. for sure so maybe there was some some legitimacy there for for crunchyroll to say now nah, we're only going to give you a third of the impact on these votes here just to be on the safe side um <laughs> yeah. but let's dive into it so i'm going to start off if you're on the website i'm going to start from the bottom up with these categories um the first one we have here is best fantasy the nominees were dragon quest the adventure of die um decadence Ascendance of a Bookworm Part 2, Dorohedoro, Tower of God, and the winner was ReZero Season 2. Um, so I'll, I'll quickly start here because this was a category I had less to comment about because I only am familiar with Tower of God. Same. Um, Same. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. I'm not alone then. <laughs> um, oh. But it makes sense. I think it's a true fantasy in the sense that there's this unique world and unique characters and strange world logic and and things like that but i think it was um just from the hype alone behind some of these other shows i'm not surprised it didn't win and i would not have expected it to win but also just because the the show in general was pretty um it was pretty mediocre in in my opinion (laughs) agreed i don't even know uh and i want to also put a little asterisk we're getting upset about the fact that that uh jujitsu kaisen got the win not being not finished re-zero was in the same same boats part one of season two had aired at this point oh hmm. shit yeah you're right i don't watch re-zero but yeah yeah you're 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 right They're, they were kind of in the in the throes of things um but i i 
feel like ReZero season two um, has a huge hype train behind it. Is is that accurate? I don't watch ReZero. I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped it. <laughs> um, I haven't watched ReZero, but I've uh, my roommates do watch it, and they keep up with it with each new episode. And uh, from what they've told me, it's it delves it delves more where season one delved a lot into the isekai tropes with a little twist like oh he dies but he revives mm-hmm. which you know we get that with uh kazuma from konosuba but this one has like a little twist of only he retains the memories of what happened and re-zero season two from what i've heard delves more into how that breaks um subaru down as a character the whole fact of him dying and coming back to life keeping those memories how that's affecting him and it's like starting to cause some dementia like symptoms or something oh damn so from what i've heard re-zero season two is getting a lot more uh a lot more into its own than uh, other isekai i have yeah. seen a lot on because i'll browse um the subreddit our animemes and our good animemes for anyone who's familiar and i feel like the only thing i can gather about re-zero is that there's a lot of like ships going on and something about rem and something about drinking pee and i'm like all right well i guess i can see why this one for best fantasy <laughs> uh, those pee drinkers there's the that's the market you want to cut corner yeah. but who they did had it something first that spoke to them <laughs> Who did it first, ReZero or JoJo Part 5? Because Jorno drinks piss in that part, too. <laughs> well, the, oh, the jellyfish technically does, but you know. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> All right, so any other comments on Best Fantasy before we move on? Doro Hedoro should have won that. Yeah, I have not seen Doro Hedoro, but from what the few bits I've seen... Uh, mostly being the OP and ED and like some <laughs> like, 50 second clips on YouTube. And from what Matt has told me, Dora Hedora has a nice uh, subject matter, a nice setting that should have won. Uh, I've heard a lot of about Decadence, how it's a sleeper hit. And Decadence got done dirty. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of a, a part of the crew that did, that did it dirty. <laughs> and, uh, you did studio nut dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm looking at this like studio nut. I'm like, oh, perfect yeah. name for a studio. You yeah. gotta say it with all capital because uh, yeah. it's capital N U T. So it's just like how if you say Mappa, you gotta say like Mappa. <laughs> but, um, yeah, studio nut. <laughs> I feel like my my stance on a lot of these awards are going to be, man, I wish I watched these shows. I know. I feel like I have to catch up now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, so, oh, Carl, Carl's gesturing at me. He's got something to say, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, for this category, I really hadn't watched anything besides Tower of God, but my only comment with that is, like, in regards to, like, there was just so much hype around Tower of God. Uh, I, I think our friends, too, were like, oh, you got to watch this show. Yeah, they're like, you got to watch it. It's yeah. so good. The webtoon is so good. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I kind of compared it to, like, you know, In-N-Out Burger, where people hype it up, <laughs> and, you know, they, they say you got to try it. But then you do, and then you're just left wondering what's so special about it. And then an employee named Rachel leans across the counter and slaps you across the face. (laughs) That's all I really have to say about Target. So I'm kind of glad that it, it didn't really win this category. But I watched all of Tower of God, and I enjoyed it. But I am fine with it not being the winner for Best Fantasy. Tower of God, pretty decent show, but it's not great for for fantasy. 
Yeah. And I think in general, like it, it was, um, it was confusing at certain points. I, I enjoyed it as well, but I, I wasn't left like wowed by it, mm-hmm. except for the very end, as we, we all know, was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. But all right. So, best couple. Um, the nominees here we have Kaguya-sama, Love is War, B Stars, Inspector, um, My Next Life is a, as a Villainous, Rent a Girlfriend, and the winner <laughs> was Tony Kawa over the moon for you um i just have to say right off the bat where the fuck is oregairu where is oregairu i feel like that is the biggest snuff out of this category i am going to be a hundred percent honest when you've got like a five-year gap between seasons people are gonna stop caring (laughs) that's true that's totally fair those poor i mean i watched it like after no i watched it i think six months before um the last season premiered so i didn't have to wait the like five to six years that everyone else did but i do feel for those fans that must have been grueling yeah and i also think that as far as all these categories go um i think the whole yukino versus yui thing that's a little bit more divisive yeah so if they had put you know hachiman and uh yukino as best couple there would have been yui fans just voting against it absolutely and i would have done it too yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm a Yukino shipper here, so I I would have been very, very happy, but I can see where you're coming from. And again, I'm sure that's why Crunchyroll only gave three or thir- a third of the vote um, to the, the actual fans, because I, I see what yeah. you mean there. I will say that I've, I personally fought for Chizuru during the Rent-A-Girlfriend-Waifu Wars, <laughs> but Chizuru does not deserve a place as a nominee for Best Couple. Chizuru and Kazuya... They both suck as far as a couple goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused because they haven't even gotten together in the anime yet. They're they're not canon exactly. yet. So can they even qualify for this category? I don't know. And that's coming from somebody who ships the shit out of them. So, I, I mean, just well, being totally honest. Well, honestly, none of these couples except the winners are together. <laughs> <laughs> none of them. Kaguya and Miyuki aren't together. Legoshi and Haru are not together. Kotoko is just forcing herself on Kuro. And Katarina and Maria aren't a thing either, so the best couple won because they're the only couple. <laughs> I know. Well, I by felt technicality, like, yeah. I felt yeah, like we could give Kaguya like a pass because the whole show is just like completely, you know, delving into their their relationship or or I guess lack thereof in this case. But I'm surprised. I thought I haven't watched B Stars, but Lagoshi and Haru aren't a aren't a couple. They're not canon. Not mm. really. They they have a like they have feeling. They have. One of them has a feeling for the other. I don't think Haru has any acknowledgement for Lagoshi except towards the end when she realizes, hey, Lagoshi's doing all this stuff for me, and he probably has feelings for me. I acknowledge that. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to let this hussy wolf talk shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, too, like, is a part of the premise in Beastars, like, something along the lines of Lagoshi trying his hardest not to eat Haru? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Okay. The whole premise is that Lugoshi <laughs> is being told that you don't know if you actually like Haru or if it's just your instincts trying to get you close so you can eat her. That's um, mm. that's a fucked up relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I was gonna say the whole premise of B stars is if somebody just watched Zootopia and they were weirdly horny. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> I kind of liked that Inspector was on here. I don't think it deserves to be on here, but. 
the okay so inspector was one of those shows i forgot existed until they popped up here on the awards yeah. list you and watched it like earlier same. in the year right i did yeah, yeah i watched it when it was premiering and i for the show itself was okay it was incredibly exposition heavy so there are parts where i'm like holy shit my brain um <laughs> but i think what kept me coming back was just the dynamic between Iwanaga and Kuro. Like, the fact that she basically forced a relationship on him, and then he's, like, he's very cynical, and he's, like, why the fuck am I with you, but doesn't actually do anything to stop it. <laughs> it's just a very fun thing to watch, but that, to me, was, like, the highlight of the show. So I'm I'm happy to see them on here, but I'm very glad that they didn't win. Yeah, honestly, I watched Inspector 2, and it didn't leave much of a... It didn't leave much of an impression on me at the end of it. I mean, the last arc was basically a shitpost war. Yeah. Um... And so it didn't really resonate with me on any sort of ground, but I am, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I just forgot about it completely and that's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, I think there were, we could probably find a, another anime to, to put on this list. Like what I got do, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or even sing yesterday for me. How was that show? Because I have not seen it, but it is on our watch list. We have like this, um, this whiteboard in our room and it's, it's on our watch list. It's high up there. Ooh. Um, the main couple that ends up, uh, I think they're really cute. They were actually the, they were the winners I wanted. So I thought they were absolutely adorable. I think it's a cute show. I think it's very grounded, but it's got some pacing issues towards the end. Mm, Okay. And that's not what you want in a romance where you Mm. should have natural development of character feelings. Yeah, that, that is definitely a, a killer for me. Is it like the pacing is super rushed at the end? Definitely. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. It feels... It feels like there's details being hidden from you, and like there isn't enough exposition to tell you how these characters are feeling. Mm, okay, well then that's good to know because that kind of shit, like that, that really irks me <laughs> when I watch a romance. I'll mm-hmm. be ready for it when I when I finally do watch the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one quick tangent for Matt: mm-hmm. Isn't Maria Campbell the name of an author? No. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like an author name. I don't know every single author. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like an author name though it it does carl's ryan <laughs> oh somebody's googling it <laughs> you hear that type the furious type we need the facts up. here okay only factual shit on this podcast no i'm just kidding i was gonna say why aren't lauren and dorothy on this list but they weren't really a great couple oh my god <laughs> talk about like a forced couple and i, I wanted so bad to love them um, but it just felt like Lauren loved Dorothy and she didn't give a shit about him. And I was so sad for the guy. I don't know if you guys watched, uh, a great pretender at all. Uh, I, I wanted to, but I never got to it. I watched the first two episodes and said, I'll come back to you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I think it's, it's worth the, the watch. It's not something that I would probably end up rewatching anytime. It's, it's visually striking, and that's kind of what will always endear me to try out an anime. It's just if you've got a unique visual art style, because there's too much stuff that's just cookie-cutter, you know, mm-hmm. make-your-own-waifu sort of art styles out there for anime, and that's just gross at this point. Yeah, I did appreciate the uh, the character design. I think they're up on the character design category, so hopefully we can talk a little bit more about that when we, when we get to that one. Um, but the next category we have here is Best Score. So the nominees are, or were, Great Pretender, Beastars, Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, The God of High School, Japan Sinks, and the winner was Tower of God. 
How do we feel about Tower of God winning this? Because truthfully, I I barely remember the music. It left like no impression on me. The music that I remember are some of the uh qu- the choir moments where like when a character is looking up at something and it's like, "Oh wow, this amazing trial. How am I going to beat it?" And of course, the interlude music that they have on the bumpers which comes back towards one of the final fights and I really liked that part, and that sticks out to me. Um, but I'm in the same boat that you are for a lot of these shows that I don't really, really remember the score, except for Isaacin, and I, was, I am really, really triggered that Isaacin did not win best score. I was going to say the same thing, because the Isaacin score had moments, had soft music that went really well with tender moments, and it also had that mu- that music that played whenever they went into creativity mode, which is still stuck yeah. in my head. Yeah! <laughs> Why didn't Isaac get win? I'm mad! <laughs> I watched the first three to four episodes of Azoken, and I, I ended up dropping it. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a really good show. It just wasn't a Courtney kind of show. So I kind of struggled mm. to, to keep up with it. But I do remember the music. And, and it just, it blended so well with kind of those those cuts from like the quote unquote real life animation to more of the cartoonish or very stylized animation. So mm. I'm, I'm equally surprised. I mean, the fact that Tower of God won over that or even Great Pretender, um, I'm a little bit irked by that. For me, I thought Great Pretender was snubbed because I, I have never watched Isaac and although I did watch like the trailers for some of these and Isaac and did look pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I love great pretenders score and I think I'm just biased toward like freeform jazz. <laughs> I feel like I sound like Patrick from SpongeBob. You got a quiet taste for freeform jazz. Freeform jazz. But yeah, you know, it felt like that score was a little bit of an homage to like the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack without sounding too much like a knockoff. Um, but I did re-listen to uh, some of Tower of God's score, and um, as you guys said, like it has that the the choir kind of sets like this almost ethereal quality to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does make for like these very epic moments where they're again looking at these trials or delving into the lore, um, and kind of puts you into that moment. So, like I'll I'll give it a tip of my hat, but yeah, for me personally, I would have loved to see Great Pretender. How is the, I have to ask, how is the score in Beastars? Because I know it has like a fantastic opening, but I'm curious to know how the score was for that show. I don't really remember much of the score at all for Beastars, except for explicit like musical numbers that are part of the show. I forget what the terminology is for that. I mean, I feel like I'm very uncultured in that I just don't notice music (laughs) because I was actually, you guys are all talking about it and I could only think of keep your hands and the God of high school as having stuff that really resonated with me and mostly the God of high school because it was all hype. (laughs) (laughs) I heard about that, that the the show itself, like the writing was, was pretty poo poo. um, And the the saving grace of that show was the visuals and the, the fights. Is that, is that accurate? Yes, this is I I really recommend I recommend The God of High School. I think that people who talk crap about it were either webtoons fans or people who were just looking at it too analytically. If you turn your brain off and watch it and just accept that things are <laughs> happening, then it's a fantastic show. I feel like it's it's interesting that we're kind of two for two now on webtoons that they weren't they didn't live up to the hype that all of the webtoons fans kind of, you know, splashed in our face. Um, but hopefully we'll, mm. we'll get something real good soon because I feel like there's a lot of good stories that are out there that, that can make for some great anime. Oh, yeah. And you want to know something that proves your point even more? 
What? It's actually three for three because No Bless was also. Oh shit! Thing. You're right. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Oops. <Ouch. laughs> well, that just yeah, oh, that, that just god. goes to show you that they're they're so mediocre that I can't even remember that one existed. <laughs> wow, I did completely wiped my mind of the one episode of No Bless I saw. Good on you. Pulling that card out. <laughs> Also, one little thing I would like to say is that I think that this best score thing was a little bit biased, too, because the person who won, Kevin Pinkin, I don't hope I'm not mispronouncing his name, also did the score of Made in Abyss, and that score is just lavished praise upon it, and, you know, I think mm-hmm. he could have some fanboys, you know, maybe. Mm, maybe. Maybe there were enough of them to sway that 30% vote. <laughs> yeah, he won, uh, I think, best score when that anime came out, too, right? Oh, did he really? Yeah. I think he did, yeah. That sounds about right. Well, either he's got the golden touch and any anime he does the score for is uh, is going to win, or... He's yeah. paying someone under the table. Yeah, <laughs> he knows some people. <laughs> All right, so best comedy. Um, I'm pulling this one up here. Nominees for best comedy were Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, My Next Life as a Villainess, Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, Kakushigoto, which I've never heard of, and the Misfit of Demon King Academy with the winner. You have to, no, you have to read the whole title. Oh my god, are you serious? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Read <laughs> the that. Misfit of Demon King Academy, history's strongest Demon King, reincarnates and goes to school with his descendants. Okay, there. Thank I you for it. the synopsis too. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner of this category was Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. Um, I. I really don't have any comments on this one because I haven't watched any of the shows. I watched a little bit of Kaguya-sama and Azoken, but not enough to form an opinion here. I I also would like to note you you pronounced that wrong. You guys say love is war? There's a question mark. <laughs> Kaguya-sama, for some reason. love is war. Is war? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that is there. That's really weird. Yeah, and I feel like anime in general has been doing some really, really random shit with their titles. For example, Misfit of Demon King Academy. It's like a full-on sentence, and I don't know why. Um, What do you mean? (laughs) It's perfect for advertising. (laughs) You want to know what it's about? Just read the title. Here it is, if you're interested. (laughs) Here it is. (laughs) No confusion. Unlike Kakushigoto, where I I have no clue. It's a crapshoot on what that's about. (laughs) Oh. Hmm. (laughs) Brad, uh, hold my coat. (laughs) <laughs> Kakushi Goto is one of my is the gem of 2020 and I am going to die on the hill defending it <laughs> tell me tell me a little bit about it I always want to be convinced to watch a show so Ooh. basically it's about a, a guy a single parent who's raising his daughter and he acts his job is as a mangaka for a dirty manga Ooh. and he wants his daughter to not know that he is a dirty mangaka so he pretends to work at a to work at a business work at a i think as an accountant or something and all the while he's making this mangaka while trying this manga while trying to hide it from his daughter and you know uh, to sum it up hilarity ensues and also <laughs> touching moments of really tenderness that really really join together to make something that i wish people were talking more and more about interesting as you're speaking i'm pulling up my anime list and i'm adding that to my plan to watch list because that actually sounds like something that's right up my alley <laughs> it mission accomplished <laughs> I, you you've convinced me yeah, courtney loves I, <laughs> I i think honestly between it kaguya-sama winning is not i love kaguya-sama i think it's way funnier than kakashi goto but you know 
I'm not surprised it won. It has such a strong following. And again, like I've only watched an episode or two. It was another show that is really good, but just wasn't a, a me kind of show. Um, I'm hoping mm-hmm. I can pick it back up at some point. But yeah, I, I've seen like the, I've seen a lot about the show just from the the fandom behind it. Like people are pretty dedicated to the show. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> You're like damn right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Yeah, you damn right we are. <laughs> it won best comedy last year. It's and it's gonna win best comedy next year. Yeah, I was fascinated to see Isaacin up here for best comedy, and maybe I was too much of a fanboy, uh, enjoying the anime creation aspect of it to recognize it as a comedy. But I guess it is a comedy. But I I accept that it didn't win because honestly, my pick is Misfit Demon King Academy. Because while all, a lot of these other shows make me chuckle, like Sleepy Princess, Demon King Academy is one that made me legitimately laugh at the antics of Anos Voldigode. <laughs> <laughs> he, and if you haven't watched it, he's pretty much like the Saitama of of Fantasy World. He could just hit the I win button, and you go in expecting that. So the the fun comes from how he's going to press that button. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> is it like... Me? Is it an isekai or is it just like no. okay? Because I know there's a shitload of isekai right now, so I'm always like, is this one an isekai? Is that one Which an isekai? Which was also a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, <laughs> classic <laughs> lines like, "Did you think by killing me that I would die?" <laughs> or, yeah, or where one enemy would freeze time, and he says, "Did you think by freezing time that you could stop me?" <laughs> yeah, a there plus is. writing. That's. There is no drama in this man's fights. He is going to win. There is no question about it. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of it boils down to there's a there's an artifact on the other side of this wall, but it's magically sealed, so there's no way to get through it. And Anders literally walks through the wall, not like a secret door, not like oh he magically phases through it. He crumbles the concrete <laughs> with his face. He just oh my god! Break stride. <laughs> <laughs> And it's played so seriously. <laughs> All right. I feel like I have to put this one on my anime list too, guys. I'm typing this shit Do up it. right now. Should I write <laughs> the whole treat. title though in the search bar? That's that's the uh, that's a real question here. Yeah, you got you to be exact <laughs> yeah, you about have to, it. Don't copy paste either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next category here, which um, I think is an interesting one because I don't know how I feel about the, the shows on this category. It's best drama. Um, so the nominees were Great Pretender, Japan Sinks, Sing Yesterday for Me, B-Stars, Somali and the Forest Spirit, which I am not familiar with at all. And the winner was Fruits Basket Season 2. Um, I was surprised by Fruits Basket. Was anyone else? I, I never watched it. I never watched the original. I know the original was like fantastic and it's it's a classic. Um, but I, I, I didn't think that Fruits Basket reboot was was this good. I forgot it came out this year. Or last year. Yeah. I watched part of the first season of Fruits Basket and I really enjoyed what I saw. I thought it blended comedy and legitimate drama really well. I never got to the second season, but I know that there's a lot of fan base behind the series and I think it's really good. I mean so I can see its victory, but between all of them, I just feel like that's a weak lineup with only B stars and Great Pretender being really the competition. Yeah, and I I wouldn't initially classify Great Pretender as a drama. I mm-hmm. felt like the comedic parts of it were far stronger than the drama. Like the drama was good, and I love that they they kind of 
do- delved delved is that the word delved, yes. delved into each of the characters in a a very like spotlight type way um i found it very enjoyable but yeah i would never have thought of this as a drama and yeah. i feel like I'm, I'm gonna bring it up again i feel like oregairu should have been in this category <laughs> like that is way more of a drama than great pretender i mean i i mean isn't i mean it's a love comedy though right i mean that's in the title that's true that's it's true romantic. it gets like so heavy though in that last season my like it was it was really intense there were far more uh sad moments looking at you you <laughs> than there were comedic moments i felt like <laughs> oh yeah i was like if hachimon makes her cry one more time i am <laughs> going to kill this man like again i was i was team yukino but man i felt for yui she just got steamrolled over and over again poor girl <laughs> yeah they did my girl dirty but i i, I I'm, that's honestly a fascinating thing too is because origairu was absolutely snubbed in every single way yeah i have to agree there I think at least it should have been in Best Drama and then in Best Couple because, as we talked about before, it actually had a canon couple in it. But mm-hmm. um, with this, has anyone seen some Molly in the Forest Spirit? I don't know anything about that show. Ooh, ooh I have. Ooh. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Raising your hand. And <laughs> pick me, pick me. <laughs> Please tell us about this show. <laughs> so Molly in the Forest Spirit is a nice little kind of light fantasy type thing with darker elements to it. Uh, it's one of those fantasy worlds where humanity is either wiped out or is fading out. And so all the cast are uh, forest creatures or at various types of monsters. And the premise of this is that a small human child has been found by this forest spirit, the titular forest spirit. And he is going around to try and find other humans to try to reunite the little child. And as it goes along, it's a lot of either uh, the forest spirit has to protect the child from monsters of the week who are trying to take him for either food or selling it for parts and other episodes are delving into the backstory of the forest spirit and if you've seen the iron giant movie from i believe it was 1999 by brad bird it's Holy basically shit, it's this. From 99 <laughs> <laughs> it's Oh, we, we got some typing in the background. Makes me feel oh, yeah, so... 1999. God oh, damn. God. Yeah, it makes me feel so Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But Iron Giant does what Somali in the Forest Spirit does a lot more succinctly. It, 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 it's basically... Some, the Forest Spirit is basically the Iron Giant. He has a, has a, a berserker moment as well. Just dick right on Iron Giant. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm looking at the picture here for, um, for this show, and... The guy, the, the the person with the kid, he looks like the creatures from Promised Neverland season two, like like the the one dude Sonju or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised by that. I'm, I'm fascinated by that. We got some uh, some similar characters going on here. Yeah. Well, the forest spirit. Spoiler alert: It's a robot. Oh shit! But you'd see that in the early episode, so it's not too much of a spoiler. No, no spoiler. <laughs> I feel like with B stars again. I didn't watch the show, but um, just knowing what I know about it through like casual research, I- I'm surprised that that didn't win this category. I would have thought that that would have like swept yeah. this one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I really think it deserved the win. I think it. I was really hooked by watching it. I watched it, you know, just as a gag. Because oh look, it's this you know animal animal anime, ha ha ha! Aren't I funny guys? <laughs> and then anime. I was legitimately invested. Yeah, 
<laughs> and I was legitimately invested and cared to see how everything turned out. So I feel like it really was the best out of all of these. But again, I, I haven't seen Fruits Basket. I can't vouch for it. The, so, you know. My pure guess here is that Fruits Basket won on nostalgia alone. Um, because, yeah, I, I heard that they were coming out with a reboot, that there was a season two, and then I've heard nothing else about it. Um, and then it popped up on the on the Anime Awards, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's out right now. So I, I think that's probably a – my guess is it's probably a nostalgia thing that helped that win. Mm-hmm. I see that. Beastars does have a habit, though, of dropping drama. Like, re- remember that the student who got murdered? Oh, yeah. I do Remember not. when Legoshi <laughs> was struggling with his inner primal animal? Does it just, like, forget that it ever did, did those things or talked about those things? I, I don't know. I'm hoping it'll be brought up later in season two, but we just don't hear it mentioned that much. In mm-hmm. Beastars mm-hmm. Defense, it does come back up in season two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is season two already out or is it like coming up uh yes and no yes and no <laughs> it is technically still in netflix jail but i have the keys to its cell and don't tell anybody where i got the keys from <laughs> <laughs> well maybe that's one i'll have to pick up too um with the next category here we have best fight scene i feel like this is gonna be a uh, a controversial one um the nominees in this category were jujutsu kaisen the God of High School, Sword Art Online, My Hero Academia, The God of High School again, Hakudama <laughs> Drive, and My Hero Academia being the winner for this category. Um, yeah, I, I'm surprised that there's two God of High School fights on here, but I didn't watch the show, so maybe the fights are really that good. I don't know. <laughs> well, we watched it, and boy, we can tell you. Well, that show is entirely fights, and personally i think the there's the han daiwei or one and there's the fox boy one. Oh wait is jago the fox one yeah he is okay yeah the the one against han was a lot more emotionally investment but they had a lot of good choreography in those fights but honestly this is something that i would like to make an entire discussion about at some point because what makes a best fight scene you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Is it the animation? Is it the the overall emotional impact of the fight? There, there's so many elements yeah. to that. Like, because I didn't know... I don't think that really and truly, like, the, the Deku versus Overhaul one should be on here because I read the manga, then watched the fight when it was animated, and it didn't play out as I thought it would, and it left me kind of just feeling like I'd been betrayed of this adaptation that could have been. Whereas, honestly... Out of all of these, the only one that really kind of had good animation and was impactful was Brawler versus Master from Akudama Drive. Hell yeah. I have to agree there. Yeah. Like Akudama Drive, in a nutshell, I think is is a, an anime too many people are sleeping on. It was really good. Like I'm not saying it's the anime of the year material, but I, I thought it was a fantastic story that um, was perfectly packaged in one short season. And the, the Brawler versus Master fight not only was absolutely gorgeous in terms of animation and colors and, and um, the character design was spot on, but the the emotional impact that that fight had on the rest of the characters, not only immediately after, but throughout the rest of the story, especially Hoodlum, yeah. I, I thought like that mm-hmm. that to me would have made this the the clear winner. Yeah, that's definitely how I feel too. And the Gojo versus uh, Sak- Suk- 
Sakuna inside. I all, yeah, I always get his. I always call him like I mispronounce his name horribly. That's only in there because they wanted Jujutsu Kaisen to be on here. That fight was a joke. It was like five seconds yeah. long. Couldn't yeah. you even qualify that as a fight. It was more like a scat. It was like a, a comedy shtick. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it was. Gojo basically said, "I beat him up. Want to see me do it again?" Yeah. <laughs> it's the wasn't it the first fight of the show? It was in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like if anything, the um, the fight later on with Sukuna and Fushiguro should have been nominated. If, if there had to be a Jujutsu Kaisen fight on this list, it should have been Fushiguro versus Sukuna because that one had equally like fluid and gorgeous animation and and great choreography, but was an actual full fight. Yeah. Yeah, and I also I honestly feel like it was just somebody said we got to put Gojo on here somehow yeah. <laughs> because people are just so like normally I'm I don't want to be contrarian but I see things I'm like well, I don't understand why people like this character but every time Gojo's in a scene in Jujutsu Kaisen I'm like this is the best scene ever <laughs> he's got that cool <laughs> so factor. I kind of get it that swagger yeah he does <laughs> he's just he's riding that simp wave and I, I'm guessing a couple people on the panel for a Crunchyroll <laughs> Anime Awards are simping hard for Gojo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The simple <laughs> but uh, going back to the my hero fight um i felt like that was not the best fight of the season i actually prefer the endeavor fight at the end of the season as like the best one because for the mm-hmm. same reason as akudama drive there was way more emotional impact i mean um todoroki was about to have a fucking heart attack the whole time his dad was fighting on tv um, but with with this particular fight with Overhaul, I feel like maybe it ended up being nominated just because of Eddie Chan. Like she mm-hmm. was a very unique um, element to have in a fight, and she really was kind of the the golden ticket for Midoriya to be able to to defeat Overhaul. Yeah, I mean that's probably like why everyone was rooting for Midoriya to 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 be the victor in this fight because of everything that's happened with Eddie Chan and how Overhaul was kind of manipulating her. Um, so I'm yeah. Part of me is okay with uh, this fight winning this category. The only thing that really ruined it for me was the the cheesy like English song that plays. Oh while, yeah, I forgot while about things that. Going on. Like, <laughs> wow! Just leave it as an instrumental, which I'm pretty sure they use. Uh, you say run, which is like the mecca theme for uh, my hero, but they just slapped yeah. on English lyrics, and I don't know something it was- about. It. It was really distracting. I have yeah. to agree with you there. Like when she started singing, I was like, "Wait, why? Why are there lyrics on this song? Like this is <laughs> this is supposed to just be an instrumental, and now I'm super distracted by this." Yeah, fight. and it doesn't. I don't think even rhymes or like the, the the what is the word the timbre or just the pacing of the rhythm. It doesn't even fit well. It's almost <laughs> like they were trying really hard to make what was already a, a decently epic fight like more epic by having some chicks start singing yeah. over it. <laughs> I definitely agree with that because I, again, I just watched the fight itself and I said, this is just like, just throw in some extra strings into your section, dude. Just (laughs) add more, do something, make a rock version. What you're doing here is not really working. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. hype, but it's not reaching the levels that it should for what is basically Deku's, you know, quote unquote, Super Saiyan moment, which I did enjoy the fact that they basically made a way for him to get even stronger but then said it's only going to work at this time because he can't keep Airy on his back all the time. <laughs> that ends up becoming Which his like. next like upgrade. They just strap her to his back all the time. Like, <laughs> poor girl, man. That would fucking suck. It's like Master Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I think the only <laughs> other one on this list is Sword Art Online. I, I I dropped Sword Art Online when it got really rapey, so like I haven't caught up with it. Did you guys watch this? Was this fight any good? <laughs> I didn't watch this. I YouTubed the fight so that I could conversate about it, and it left no impression on me at all. <laughs> so it's purely up there, I'm guessing, just because it's Sword Art Online. <laughs> Basically, I'd imagine yeah. that's the case. <laughs> all right, so then next category. Um, this one, I think, is a very strange category, and similar to Best Fight Scene, I'm, I'm wondering kind of what qualifies as character design, but the nominees for character design were Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, Great Pretender, BNA Brand New Animal, um, Tower of God, Yashahime, and I'm saying that with a, an, an intentional inflection, um, and the winner was <laughs> Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Um, I didn't watch Toilet Bound Hanako-kun, and I, I'm surprised I didn't because anything with like toilet or poop humor, I'm like immediately <laughs> drawn to, um, but... Did you guys watch this? Was this a, a real winner here? I did. I did. <laughs> I dropped it. You dropped it, really? Yeah. How, how was it? The yokai or spirits. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's the premise there. Well, okay, Brad, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about this one. Well, so the main girl, which I cannot remember the name of, goes into her school bathroom, which has a the story you know the stories that you always pass around in high school no like, i don't oh, I that, that toilet is haunted if you make a wish there <laughs> if you make a wish the ghost will grant it yeah you don't man. make a poo <laughs> yeah. uh, it's one of those things like oh it's the it's the confession tree if a if a if a boy confesses to a girl in that tree then they're destined to be in a relationship forever or something like that and the girl goes to the bathroom and finds the spirit and says hey help me to get this boy like me because i like him but he won't notice me and hanako's like all right try all these methods here's a self-help book <laughs> and she's like no for real help me out all right give him this uh this this little goldfish snack or whatever if he eats it then he will fall in love with you but don't mess up and she messes up <laughs> and so it's a whole thing about how hanako is trying to protect the girl from evil spirits and Basically, Hanako is like the uh, the administrator of the school, making sure that the spirits don't get out of line and actually hurt the students. So it's uh, then we have a young boy who's a spirit hunter, and they have a nice little dynamic of trying to keep the peace between the students in the school and the spirits haunting the school, quote unquote haunting. I feel like I have so many questions. <laughs> I feel like you said a lot of things, and none of them should go together, but they do go together in this show. It's <laughs> it's a fun show, and the art style is very engrossing, but I do not think it should have won this category. I've, surprisingly, I've seen most of the shows in this nom- in this uh, uh, category. Um, all the other ones I've seen should have com- come out before Toilet Bound, Hanako Kun. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, my pick out of this was BNA. You know, I have not um, seen BNA. Yeah, I, I think... You know, they do that classic sort of thing, like, to tell if a character has a good character design, like, can you tell who they are by, you know, putting a black outline around them, you know, mm-hmm. and just yeah. looking at that. And every character in BNA, I feel like I could do that with fairly quickly, and probably with with hands-off as well. Um, but BNA just had more endearing character designs to me, like, you could look at a character and tell what they were all about, and that's really good character design, in my opinion. 
See, it's interesting that you mentioned that because for me, I felt like Akudama Drive should have been in this category for the exact same oh, reason. Dude, yeah. I mean, think You're about it. Right. Like the character designs were so solid and so unique. They didn't even have to give the main cast character names. They just gave them like nicknames. They didn't have real names. So I, I'm yeah. really surprised that that's on there. And I feel like I have no clue why Yasha Hime is on this fucking list. Like, dude, I don't understand. Like, again, I loved Yasha, or Inuyasha, and I like Yasha Hime, but to me, this just felt like they were infusing different traits into the girls, you know, their their looks, their clothing, their personality, their fighting styles from their parents, but they were really just reworking previous characters or, like, bringing, like, existing characters back into the fray. There was nothing special about the character design here. Yeah, there's like the moment you said something about Akudama Drive, I was immediately like, "Why isn't? Why is Tower of God on here?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tower of God has some interesting designs, and I like them because they add a bit of Korean flair into uh, anime. And a lot of the designs, like uh, Le- uh was it Leroro, whatever yeah. the uh, the test administrator, I really, 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 really like his design as well as Kum and Rack. <laughs> Basically, a lot of these characters, but. Going on what you said, Matt, if you you should be able to tell what a character is about when you see them. <laughs> That's not something you could say about Tower of God. Yeah. I will say on the flip side, though, I think that the very plain character design that we got for Bam and for Rachel makes sense because Bam is fucking plain and like just all around. <laughs> um, but then also Rachel, I think, intentionally needed to be very plain and very um inconspicuous because of that reveal at the end of the show um which mm-hmm. i think we'll we'll talk a little bit more when we get to the antagonist category um so i think that <laughs> even though normally you'd want a very splashy character design or something that does stand out i get why those two look like they just plucked them off the street i didn't even know she was in the antagonist category <laughs> <laughs> i i she cannot wait for that <laughs> But other than that, the only other one that stuck out to me is Great Pretender. Um, I I feel like the character design wasn't really anything special, but I did like that they had diverse personalities and diverse nationalities. I think they did a good job of kind of maybe reflecting that in their characters and, and mm-hmm. their behaviors. But overall, I mean, their, their character design just kind of seemed plain. Like, there wasn't anything that really jumped out at me about them. I think it's just mm-hmm. supposed to play into the fact that... Um they're they're con artists so they kind of want to blend in with the crowd so it's not like they are immediately recognizable because they have all these different schemes that they uh they partake in so but yeah nothing like i mean the the colors of the actual show itself are vibrant but i think character wise it's it's nothing really to to write home about that's fair Mm. i feel like the only one who really stuck out was dorothy but we only got like five seconds of her um and yeah i see that that's about it everyone else was Plain Jane. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like Azokin should be on this category? Because, again, I only watched a couple episodes in the beginning um, of the show, but I I don't know. I'm surprised that they're they're on here from, like, a visual standpoint. I'm, I'm not quite sure why they're nominated, but maybe there's something else to their character design that, that kind of brings it up a bit. I... I, my personal feel on it is that each three of the characters are iconic in their own way. Like, I can look at Asakasa! <laughs> and I'm I'm fairly familiar with just from a first impression of her how she's going to act, and she's very striking in how she just looks against the other characters. She looks very unique, and I think like a little that, gremlin, yeah, like a little gremlin. <laughs> and you know, another another 
I guess, a factor in what makes a good character design for me is can a kid draw this, you know? And if a kid can draw it, it might be a little bit, you know, it might be good, you know, because that means that you've narrowed it down to simplicity and making a good design, in my opinion. And you could do that with these characters. I mean, one's just a tall yeah. girl, <laughs> one's a medium girl, and the other one's a small girl. And the extra characters, they all look unique. But I don't, I, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I went. I started talking. Sometimes I start a sentence <laughs> and I don't know where it's going to end. Uh, the designs for designs for Isaacin work well for the show itself. Uh, and it's not really that ambitious of a show. They're making an anime. They're in school. You can't get really too flashy. And while a lot of these side characters are nice and unique, uh, a lot of designs I haven't really seen uh, in other anime, a lot of design tropes, I am fine with not seeing it win character design i'm kind of surprised it's a nominee because because you mentioned akadama drive like yeah why is it akadama drive on here yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like that's another big snuff here Mm -hmm, for sure next category that we have is best animation nominees for this category um sorry i'm pulling up my list here guys uh they were the god of high school great pretender jujutsu kaisen Princess Connect, Reed Dive, B Stars, and the winner being Keep Your Hands Off Azoken. Um, so I know we just talked about that show, but again, from the little bit that I watched, I think it makes complete sense that the yeah. show won Best Animation. I mean, it's a show about animation. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you, when I saw the Best Animation category, I was getting my armor on. I was, <laughs> I didn't have it opened up yet, so when I clicked it and saw Isaac, I was like, all right, all right, I'm calming down. <laughs> yeah, there's legitimately no other nothing else could have really contended with this as far as just being best animation i mean why is princess connect read dive here oh (laughs) i like that show but come on it's it got impressive scenes it doesn't have overall best animation come on i yeah i've had a whole monologue on our show about why i like isaac and why i think it is best for animation but it's to sum it up, it's basically a blend of how it acts in the story, how it is, serves as a meta for animation itself, like how the anime goes through the process of animation while they're explaining those same processes, and how it ties in the process of animation from a supremely indie perspective and kind of has it evolve throughout the show, um, seeing the process and how it links to the anime itself. So it sounds like like a almost like a love letter to animation. So I, yeah, I'm pretty sure everything else in this category doesn't hold a candle to that. <laughs> Why even have nominees at that point? <laughs> Just already name that one as winner. It makes sense. <laughs> if I could give an honorable uh, like runner up, it would be to B Stars. Just because of how well Studio Orange is able to do CG work mm-hmm. with anime. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because um, I, I know that there were there were some gripes um, when I was browsing some Reddit stuff about B stars being nominated for animation. But you can't. I, I get CG is going to be like a love hate relationship in anime, but you can't knock it for its animation. I mean, there, there's still a lot of effort and planning and everything that goes into CG, and I'm sure it's a a whole different beast. No pun intended. Um, versus <laughs> versus actual drawn animation. So I was I was happy to see it on here too because I. I don't like CG. I'm one of those people. I don't like CG in anime, and I'm, I'm looking at you, Attack on Titan, with all your uh, your CG yeah. titans and, and scouts. But yeah, whenever I've seen clips of Beastars, I feel like it looks fantastic. 
Yeah, to respond to those Reddit threads, CG is animation, and if you disagree, you need to get over yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it up. Wow, way to... You want me to just sum up what you just said in two words? Eat shit. (laughs) Yeah, basically. You tell them, you tell them. And I mean, uh, as a greater point as to why Beastars is up here for best animation is that Studio Orange knows when to use CG and when not to because when they have close-ups on characters then they go to traditional 2D animation style to get the that level of detail that CG can't really do and they did the same thing for Land of the Lustrous and that's what really what ties it all together because you know when it's CG and they know when not to use CG do you feel like there's um, a stark contrast when they flip from 3D to 2D? Because I know in like Attack on Titan, I just think like it's so obvious. It, it doesn't even look fluid. Like, it doesn't even look like they tried. And I'm not trying to knock Mappa because they've been doing a fantastic job overall. Yeah. But that is very jarring to me. Do you feel like that's the case in Beastars? Yeah. It's noticeable but not jarring. Although it is jarring when they have scenes where they have a 2D animated character and a CG animated character in the same scene. Ooh. And it, you have to wonder, why Why do they do that? <laughs> Just make it but all it's cohesive. it's not enough to distract like Attack on Titan has. That's good to hear. Well, I'm, I think uh, that makes sense for it being a, a runner-up for, for this category. I feel like with Jujutsu Kaisen... Um, other than the fight scenes and how well the, uh, the opening and ending have been animated, I don't think anything else really stands out about the animation. Like it's, it's the fight scenes that carry the animation for this show. Um, so Mm. I can like half see why it's on here, but I can also half see like why it wouldn't or shouldn't be the winner for this. I Uh, agree. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Our dog just walked into the room. So I was like, Oh, I'm a little distracted here. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, my cat's literally doing the zoomies all around her this <laughs> recording, and I'm just looking at her going, why must you embarrass me in front of new people? <laughs> Thank God yeah, there's no camera jangle. here. <laughs> you hear jingle jangle in the background? That's the, the cat's bell. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. If you hear, like, sniffing, scratching or yeah. sniffing or, I don't know, maybe a loud bark at some point, that's the dogs. <laughs> all right, so the next category, and truthfully, these next couple of categories, I don't have much of... Uh, much of an opinion on but the next category is best director um so the nominees for this category were decadence jujutsu kaisen great pretender kaguya sama tower of god and the winner was keep your hands off azoken um i i truthfully have nothing i, I don't know anything about these directors i'm sure they're <laughs> wonderful at what they do because they've made some great shows but yeah I, i've got nothing to nothing to say on this one guys <laughs> Uh, again, I fully agree with the the winner being Isaacin because the <laughs> direction is masterful. I can't really say much about the other shows. Tower of God, I don't know why it's on here. Uh, <laughs> Decadence, I feel bad because it probably was good, but we just, I just didn't give it a chance. Yeah, Decadence's action scenes were really crafted in a very interesting and masterful way that sort of harkened back to when Studio Wit was handling, you know, Attack on Titan, but. For Masaki Yuasa to win is definitely well-deserved, although I would like to also put an asterisk next to that because he also did Japan Sinks 2020. Oh, did he really? <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. He's a really... What are you doing, cat? <laughs> I was like, is everyone okay back there? <laughs> she just literally pulled pulled something off the walls and ran away from it. I don't know what's wrong with her. <laughs> Masaki Wasa, though, is really talented, really talented director. I don't think there's any other competition that could be had for him. 
Um, he just resonates perfectly on how to make a, a scene really well and using what he did because I think, and this is just my stupid unprofessional opinion, I think when you're adapting a manga because uh, Hands Off is a manga, to take it and make it into what we saw on film is really impressive because, you know, you don't get to, you don't know how these characters are really moving. There's so much movement that transpires between panel to panel, which I think makes it difficult, in my opinion. So to be able to do that and make something that utilizes what Brad was talking about earlier with using examples of animation when they were talking about said animation, I think that's just really good direction and really just showcases what talent he does have when he's not making Japan Sinks 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. I, I didn't know there was a manga, but yeah, how how do you portray um, the, the, the whimsical animation scenes that these girls kind of go through? on paper like in in a manga so i i think that's mm-hmm. a that's a good point and i'm glad to hear that, that this was a, a well-deserved win oh yeah the next category which i also don't have much to say about because i do not watch dub is best voice acting performance english um the nominees for this one were fate grand order absolute demonic front babylonia uh great pretender <laughs> tower of god B-Stars, ReZero Season 2, with the winner being My Hero Academia. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't have anything to say here, although shout out to Crispin Freeman and Johnny Young Bosch. Glad to see that they're still voice acting. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> still yeah. going strong. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, I'm just going to say I don't have any stake in this either, but Johnny Young Bosch should have won. He's a really cool dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I abstain from this one because I generally don't watch English, except I... I watched B-Stars dubbed because uh, uh, my roommate has a hard-on for uh, Ben Diskin, who voiced the, the Golden Retriever in B-Stars. But uh, Jonah Scott did a pretty good job as Lagoshi, but I don't really have much veneer for voice actors. Nope. We can, uh, we'll, we'll jump ahead then to the <laughs> Japanese voice actors, which we're all oh, much boy. more familiar <laughs> with. <laughs> and the nominees for the Japanese voice actors were... Wave Listen to Me, uh, Toilet Bound Hanako-kun, Jujutsu Kaisen, Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, The Millionaire Detective, and the winner as ReZero Season 2. Um, I do not understand why Gojo is on this list. Love his character, but I don't understand. Like There, there was nothing special about his voice acting. I feel like Gojo didn't go through anything that really pushed the boundaries of of his voice. There was nothing really expressive or emotional. Um, and I know that um, Yuichi Nakamura is a great voice actor because he voice acted uh, Bucherati from Jojo Part 5. And that was like a very impressive um, voice acting performance. But here I'm like, Gojo's just on here because he's cool. Like this is purely just because yeah. he's cool. There's nothing else to say about that. <laughs> I t- I t- As we all know. Or as a surprise to everyone, I don't know Japanese. (laughs) Really? (laughs) What? So when I hear Japanese voice actors, I don't hear voices. I just hear tone. And I just have to associate with the words as I'm rating them. So all of these, unless they're outstandish, like uh, Minare from Wave Listen to Me, all these voices just sound like noise to me. So I I (laughs) can't really say anything about this category. Oh. You know what? Same here. <laughs> um, I think that Minara's voice was really... I, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't want to act like yeah. I know anything about this and then someone say, you don't know shit. I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say that the voice ac- uh, the voice actress of Kanamori should have got it because that is a good voice. Oh, that yeah. is an iconic voice. I think that, um, sorry, I'm looking here. So for Wave Listen to Me, I know very little, but I think the, the whole premise of this show is like a, a radio host, if anyone knows the yes. show. Um, well, I do, I do. <laughs> I do too, you're not special. <laughs> so I'm like, if if the whole premise is about somebody who's a radio host, I'm surprised something like this wouldn't win just because I, I'm sure that type of performance was, was pretty challenging. I don't know if like if the whole point of the character is using their voice um, to express oh, yeah. something, then why why wouldn't they have won this category? I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't watched ReZero season two, so maybe maybe that voice acting was was phenomenal. But I would have expected something else maybe in this category. All I know about ReZero is that, or about the second season's performance, is that the dude has to scream at some point as he's getting eaten alive by rabbits, and I guess that'll oh, win shit. you. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe that's what did it then the uh the the level of screaming yeah (laughs) (laughs) they were like well i mean i've never been eaten alive by rabbits but i guess that's it huh (laughs) he sounds convincing (laughs) sounds good (laughs) all right so we'll we'll jump ahead to i think some of the uh the more exciting categories here so next is best ending sequence uh (laughs) the nominees were great pretender BNA Brand New Animal, Doro Hei Doro, The Millionaire Detective, Inspector, with the winner being Jujutsu Kaisen. And for the first time in this award show, I have to agree about Jujutsu Kaisen being on this list. It was a fantastic yeah. ending. Mm. A lot of good, uh, lot of good nominees in this one. Very hard to choose. Personally, I'm upset that Isaacin is not up here, only because that has uh, it means a lot to me. But I understand that a lot of uh, a lot of Philistines don't want, didn't really want to nominate that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I fully support Lost in Paradise being the best ED because God damn, what is it? Was it a jam? It was yeah, so it was good. Yeah. Carl, I know, is like obsessed with the song, and he's got it on his Spotify playlist. I, I'm sure you were Same. happy about that win. Which is weird because like the song, I don't feel like it doesn't fit anywhere with the story. But like, I guess they're all all like high schoolers so it, it would make sense that they they jam out to this song i feel like the song matched itadori's personality really well yeah. but you're right like as far as the actual show i mean it's the complete opposite of like the dark humor that you've got um in jujitsu kaizen i the only thing i didn't like about this ending is the rotoscoping because i, I in general i'm not a fan of rotoscoping it kind of hmm. kind of felt like i was watching a just dance playthrough um but i i can supposed to dance with <laughs> that's, that's fair but i uh but overall i mean that, that didn't like stop me from from absolutely loving this ending it was it was super stylized and just absolutely amazing oh yeah really you know what you got to factor into these ending sequences is visuals with the song and the song and the visuals work in tandem so well mm-hmm. and it works perfectly as a breather off of a hard episode of you know Jujutsu Kaisen where somebody's getting like moited really bad (laughs) or having atrocious things happen to just have you know lost in paradise just there to welcome you after you see something really messed up like it's just caressing you after like it's okay don't worry we're here now it's all gonna be fine (laughs) it's okay the show's over now (laughs) and also it's a bit of a character developing moment because you're seeing all these characters 
it gives a chance for these characters to like dance to this bopping music, which would never happen naturally in the show, <laughs> and they all they all react to it in a very character accurate way, especially. Jujutsu Sasuke, who's just, you know, walking <laughs> with his backpack. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I don't know his name. <laughs> and they all work, especially when Gojo pops out of the door, just swagger in full effect. You're like, God damn, Gojo. <laughs> he starts to do his, like, fucking body rolls. Like, okay, we get it, Gojo. Like, you're cool. We know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I just love that ED so, so much. Everything about it is perfect. I, the really and truly, I feel bad for the other competition. Uh, Night running any other year would have probably won it for me. Oh yeah, that one's from Brand New yeah, Animal. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I feel like Great Pretender um, was definitely the runner-up for me. I mean, it's a fucking Freddie Mercury song in the mm-hmm. style. I believe I'm looking at Carl because he knows more than I do. In the style of his actual music video, and mm-hmm. the show is named after the fucking song so there there's like it's a perfect fit I, i'm glad that netflix was able to secure that song for this ending um but i feel like they paid a, a great homage to the song itself and, and to freddie mercury yeah now he freddie mercury is an anime reference I guess. yeah <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> i didn't understand though why inspector was on this um i felt like the ending was fun but it was just them dancing to like a kind of jazzy song and then that was it i i don't there was nothing special about that ending i actually um i feel like doro hedoro also had a solid ending they changed it three times throughout the 12 episode run and they did a homage to doom at one point with the main antagonist and it was really really cool but I just didn't. The music didn't hit with me. It never really clicked. I just don't feel like it really should have been on this list. Yeah, maybe I did see the the ending that you were referencing, um, the the Doom throwback, and I feel like for a a unique concept like that, that alone probably would have won. Just because that is to me that was like super left field in like a good way. Um, but interesting to hear that that the music didn't quite uh, didn't quite hit with that one. And so there were wait, there were three different endings in that short season. How how did mm-hmm. it like? I mean, I'm just surprised that they would do they would do something like that. But do you feel like each of the endings made sense for that show? I really don't know why they used multiple endings outside of just maybe to showcase their technical marvels that they were doing. I don't really understand why they did it. I mean, they always go above and beyond. I feel like at least at least Mappa does with their stuff. As far as opening and eighties, I mean. <laughs> They did, you know, the Jujutsu Kaisen one. So obviously there's a lot of talent involved in the studio, but I don't understand why they did it. But to be honest, uh, none of it was really fitting my my sort of my the word slips me sometimes. I just slip me. It didn't really fit with how I wanted the ED to go, I guess. I don't know. There's. It's so hard to actually convey what is wrong with the music because I, it's literally like if I just say I don't like it, then that makes me sound stupid. So I can't really <laughs> do that. So now I have to come up with a bunch of reasons why it sounds bad. But you know what? I'm just going to get to the point here. I didn't like it. <laughs> That's I said fair. a lot I'll of words <laughs> just to say that. <laughs> well, the next, um, the next category here I think is – for me, a little more exciting than the ending one, just because I have a, a very, um, very favorite opening among these. But the nominees were Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, Jujutsu Kaisen, 
um, Great Pretender, Kaguya-sama, Haikyuu, and the winner was Beastars. Um, I am super biased in this, and I, I'm sure it really didn't deserve to, to win, but the Jujutsu Kaisen opening for me was like perfect. I was obsessed with it. I thought the song slapped so hard. It was just pure hype. And while the overall opening is like a shonen opening, it's just kind of like your standard shonen opening, the animation <laughs> is what knocks it out of the park for me. It was just so smooth, so clean. And the whole, the whole opening in general was almost as cool as Gojo himself. So that, that's the only reason I, I'm like really hype about that one. But I can see why it, it may not have won this category. But Panda climbing the rooftop, I think oh, that yeah. would have been <laughs> a contender by itself. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Fuck? I mean, we don't get introduced to Panda until like several episodes <laughs> in. So I kept seeing this Panda running on the fucking rooftops. I'm like, why did they put a random Panda in this, <laughs> this scene? I don't understand. He's not even in the OP for more than a second. A little <laughs> second. And you see and, him in the ED too. It's like, oh, a panda handing a kid a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> and he like struggles so hard to climb over the wall on the rooftop. I'm like this poor panda man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's Jeff through Mother's Basement has a great video on what's in an OP for breaking down the Jujutsu Kaisen OP. And there's a lot of little details in it that really. I guess just showcase what the story is going to be about, but uh, the fact that Daddy Daddy Do didn't win is tremendously upsetting. It was the, I'm just I'm just tremendously upset by that. But then I look at Wild Side and it's just that stop motion is just yeah, mm. that was pretty impressive. The st- I, which makes me sad that there's not a stop motion OP for season two. Oh yeah, but the stop motion along with the song itself and it kind of. A lot of the imagery that they do with the forest being uh, Louis, was it Louis or Louis? It doesn't matter. Just say dear boy. With uh, <laughs> Louis' antlers being one and the same and uh, the switch between nighttime. Oh, he's hunting and daytime. Oh, no, they're just friends. Really alludes to the feelings that Lagoshi is dealing with. Mm-hmm. And Easy Breezy is, uh, I'm fine with it not being in the winner, although it's a <laughs> fucking bop. <laughs> ah yes i too like memes if you haven't listened to it go listen to it it's a nice little earworm to stay stuck in your head for all five days but i am immensely upset that akudama drive is not a, at least a nominee oh my god you're right that opening was fucking amazing i mean talk about a perfect fit for a show i mean that one was like screeching at you the whole time and it was like so yeah. hype it does get you hype I would have. I think you could probably drop Great Pretender out of this, and I'm. What? Oh, I know I offended Carl. I'm sorry, but like it, it was a great opening. It was super stylized, and I think it was a a perfect fit for a con artist type of show. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like Akudama Drive like just just hit it out of the park much harder than the Great yeah. Pretender opening. Also, small confession. I almost called it Azumanga Drive. Azumanga, <laughs> like Azumanga Dao. Azumanga Drive. <laughs> yeah. I also I also have a little bit of beef as well i feel like like i'm a haikyuu fan but i don't think that the haikyuu opening should have been on here as a as as a nominee as much as wandering witches op should have been here like it's opening sequence oh yeah I like that, that one is that was one is really mystifying and sets up the show and again i guess my criteria for this is just like does it set up the show well does it give me a little bit of a taste does it tell me what this show is going to be about and i mean 
I think they all do. I mean, they play a lot of volleyball in that high queue opening. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, yeah. like, I haven't seen the high queue opening, but I imagine it's just a bunch of dudes playing volleyball with some music <laughs> over it. I mean, it is. Speaking <laughs> of, why the hell was Dragon Quest a nominee for Best Fantasy and Witch's Journey was not? You know what? You are correct, sir. I just remembered that. Now I'm pissed about it. <laughs> Fucking Dragon Quest is just a toey bog standard animation of a video game and meanwhile the journey of elena is a nice little delve into a a perfectly unique fantasy world that has highs and lows that'll gut punch you when you least expect it it's a good thing i'm wearing my glasses right now so i can do this to you brad (laughs) actually (laughs) that dragon quest was based off a manga (laughs) well who cares the manga's box standard too you don't know anything about it, you stupid peon. <laughs> you just are making assumptions. I, I, I'm just saying yeah. Dragon Quest should be given its fair chance. I know nothing about it, but just I want to fight you. <laughs> I know nothing. Uh, I, Basil likes it. I didn't even know they made a Dragon Quest anime. I, I, I played the games, but I was like, oh, Dragon Quest exactly. has an anime. That, that's cool. I don't know why it's nominated, but that's cool. <laughs> Anyways, Daddy Daddy Do should have won it. It's the perfect opening. It tells you all about these characters and their personalities and that just when they're going down the hallway and the chorus is playing, it's just... <sighs> it sets my soul afire. I did watch... It warms my heart. Yeah, I did watch the OP, and I think it, it also has a lot of great food porn in it. <laughs> food porn? <laughs> you know, I, you know, they're making all these dishes, and I was like, damn, that looks good. And it makes me, <laughs> makes me wish I were in Japan enjoying these... Uh, yeah, so I'll give credit to to them for that. <laughs> Kaguya gets with the food board. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so on to best girl. I think these last couple of categories are where things get really spicy. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm excited for uh, for best girl here. And the uh, nominees were Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, Rent a Girlfriend, Doro Hey Doro, My Next Life as a Villainess, Great Pretender, with the winner being Kaguya from Kaguya-sama, Love is War, <laughs> with the inflection there. Um, <laughs> I think that Chizuru was snuffed. I think she's best girl by a long oh, shot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she's best Stop girl. Stop your talking. <laughs> she's best girl in her own anime. Carl, and she's best go girl get a wallet. List. Your wife is having a stroke. <laughs> Maybe maybe I'm speaking against the 30% of voters, but just because a character uh, is is appealing to a simp in the show does not make her a best girl. Hey, she is... Knock Chizuru out of here and put, put Tsukasa from uh, Tonikawa back up here. She's Shut your real st- stupid mouth, Brad. <laughs> Elena should have been here instead of Chizuru. Hey, I'm Elena okay. Elena should have been here too. I'm going to defend Chizuru for like two seconds. She is smart, attractive, practical, sensible, responsible, and I think that all of that makes for like a literal best girl. Like if, you, if you were to pull any of these girls out of the anime and into the real world, she's the only one who would make sense. Like she, she just is like a very realistic best girl. But I'll, I'll leave it at that. Like she, she would have been my vote for this category. <laughs> and you know what? On all accounts, I agree with you. But her one flaw that surpasses all that is that she humors this. This simp lord, Kazuya. What's his name, Kazuya? Yeah. Yeah, Kazuya. What a scrub. <laughs> he is pretty pathetic. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> Listen, you were just describing Kanamori earlier with the sensible, good with money, very attractive, a beauty. <laughs> Kanamori, 
really I, I struggled with this one because I love 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 Kaguya as a character and I also love Kanamori but honestly Kanamori is so much better because she's just actually <laughs> she looks like someone I would see in real life yeah <laughs> she looks like one of my coworkers. <laughs> And I was just like, this woman should be waifu. Let's show that it's all about what's inside. I mean, Kanamori has fills in the producer role for the show, and she has a unique way of conflict resolution. Like all, all the characters, like, what if we, what if we animate this at 120 frames per second? And the other one's like, yeah, let's do it. Kanamori's like, that will take literally hours, and we have tomorrow to finish this. But I want to do it. All right. Well, I'll just get the paper and you work on this for all hours of the day. Don't sleep. Don't eat. Otherwise, we won't get it finished. <laughs> Let's see how that works for you now. She's perfect waifu material because she would be. She would help me with my financial woes. <laughs> <laughs> I want me a waifu who can balance my books because I spend un- stupid amounts of money on stupid things. And that's really attractive to me. <laughs> I also... Katarina is very adorable, and I am I love her too. This is a very tough best girl decision. I think the only one that I could easily drop off this list is Abigail. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand why Abby's on here. Like I, if you had to pick a best girl from Great Pretender, why not like Cynthia or Dorothy? Even though Dorothy was there for like a hot minute, I feel like Abigail was just your typical Sunday who also happened to be like a suicidal former child soldier. So I guess she was somewhat interesting, but she was definitely not best girl for this show. That's a very odd choice. <laughs> the only reason noise on here is because someone's like me and has a muscle fetish. <laughs> that bitch 100%. is ripped. Holy shit. Like I haven't seen this show, but looking at this picture, like man, her shoulders are so defined and like she's, she could easily rip my head off. She could. And I don't know why, but that's a little bit hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what. Noi's adorable. They're all really adorable. The only one I have beef with is actually Cheezer. I know nothing about Abigail. <laughs> so she is not subject to my wrath. <laughs> what do you guys think about... Um, so tell me more about Kanamori because, again, I only watched the first couple episodes of the show and I know she's like... She's pretty, um, I don't know how to describe her. Like, she's not like a Sunday, is she? She's, she's like not a flat character either. I can't describe her personality, but I would not immediately expect her to be on a best girl list. She's very stoic and no nonsense. Mm, she's very okay. shrewd. She's also questionably Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, her smile lights up my world. I cannot express that enough. And she's the anime character that if just her smile is just deliciously charming because it's just such, it's such a smile of a character who is going to murder you. And it's so, (laughs) she's just, I I guess why I'm particularly endeared to her is because she's not waifu bait. There's, she's not attractive. She's kind of in a way just garbage <laughs> but she's my garbage my kind i know looking of at this picture here like the picture that they have up here on the Crunchyroll website it's like i don't even know like a look someone's looking through like a telescope or something at her face and she looks like she's about to murder me <laughs> so i'm like yeah. damn best girl material here okay <laughs> that is the worst photo they could have used <laughs> these elections are rigged <laughs> also for any fans of noi I have a subreddit for you. No, go on go to r slash muscle girl r. 
Shut up. Every time we are in front of new people, contain yourself. It's what I bring to the table. Yeah, and nobody wants to eat it. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on to best boy. Um, this one I feel like is a little less exciting, but but we'll see. So the the nominees for best boy were Doro Heidoro, Jujutsu Kaisen, Tower of God, Beast Stars. Okay, let me take a deep breath here. The Misfit <laughs> of Demon King Academy, History's Strongest Demon King reincarnates and reincarnates and goes to school with his descendants. Mm. Haikyuu was the winner for <laughs> this category. Um, again, Gojo, it's just because he's cool. And I'm going to leave it at that because I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point. Like, it's just because yeah. he's cool. That's it. Yeah. I don't know why Kuhn is on here from Tower of God. I don't either. I, I just don't know yeah. why. Like, he's a he's a pretty morally ambiguous character, and I did appreciate that he protected Bam a lot. Um, but, like, I don't know how to feel about him at this point, so I definitely can't call him best boy material. And why also, Rack? I know, in my <laughs> mind, Rack is best boy material. Like, he was yeah, fucking why awesome. Not why not Rack? <laughs> why not Anos for the winner? Anos should be the winner for this. I don't, Matt, you've watched more uh, Haikyuu than I have. What do you think about Shoyo being up there? Uh, Snowy is probably my least favorite character from IQ. <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred percent. But he's a shonen protagonist. Everybody reacts to everything to what he does. He is what inspires and pushes the team forward. The story is basically about him and his journey through volleyball. I think he's a very endearing protagonist, and he should be on the list. But. I just want to pet the good boy. I want to pet Lagoshi. He's a good boy. <laughs> so you feel with Lagoshi, that's not just like some furry simp move going on here that he's on here. Is he is he like deserving of his nomination? I think that Lagoshi's in Lagoshi's a dork, like a huge, massive D O R K, and yeah. that's adorable because he's being a dork, but he's also struggling with this primal nature that he wants to eat a woman but he's also in love with her and it's the awkwardness like it's very much first love awkwardness because he doesn't know what to say to her he's just so awkward in such a realistic i don't know realistic way he reminds me of people i know and he he's just adorable in his awkwardness but when it comes down for him to actually stand up he he does it in such a such a heroic way and really his trials and tribulations through the show as he's becoming more accepting of his identity really speaks to me. And so I really think, you know, outside of just being an LOL, you know, what's he going to do this episode? Like what Brad's going to advocate for Anos with? I think Lagoshi is truly a character, a character, because he's got defined personality. And I really like him. And you good boy i want to pet him <laughs> yeah he sounds like a very well-rounded character like I, again going back to coon like i don't think we know enough about him to really make a judgment call there um so it's it's nice to hear that lagoshi actually has like some real character traits that can lend to that best boy nomination oh yeah and it's like you're saying there's gojo's only here because he's cool there's this is just he has to be on this list because people would be upset if he wasn't. Yeah. There's no real reason for him to be on it. Kaiman is also a dork from Doro Hedoro, and he's endearing in his dorkiness and his, de- I don't want to say depravity, but he's an endearing character as well. But I just mm. I just like Lagoshi so much more because of his awkward little first love and his struggling with his inner primal urges. I feel like... Um... 
I'm gonna, maybe I'm going to butcher this name, Anos from Misfit. Yeah. I, I feel like he's a Chad, like from the way you described him and in this picture here, like he sounds like a fucking Chad. Like you just, he can just do it all. Is, though. <laughs> but here's the thing about him. He's the best Chad of all because he is at the top of the top of the top of every hierarchy. Oh, he is the God. ultimate demon Lord. And in spite of that, he uses his powers and his status to lift up his friends and family around him. So whenever he does something great, it's like, never mind me. The real honor should go to my father, who is the one who made this sword. Interesting. Check out his shop. It's open at these hours. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, man, Anos, you didn't have to do that, but you did. <laughs> well, then he's, he's a Chad with a heart of gold. <laughs> yes. And he's, that, that's what makes him the best boy. <laughs> The next category that we have here, and oh my god, I'm going to gripe about this one. Sorry, guys. But it's Best Antagonist. Um, the nominees for this were Doro Hey Doro, Tower of God, Fruits Basket Season 2, ReZero Season 2, My Hero Season 4, with the winner being Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm. And Sukuna is my favorite character mm. of the show, even though we haven't seen much of him. But why the fuck did he win? He didn't do anything anything we haven't even <laughs> seen his ass in the second half of the season and i know these these nominations came out before that but i'm like see him sitting the picture on the website is him sitting down with his hand on his um on his chin that's literally representation of what he did the whole season which is nothing <laughs> absolutely yeah. nothing as a side note i didn't know a show like fruits baskets can have an antagonist i didn't either i was surprised by that and this guy looks fucking creepy <laughs> i've heard things about echidna from re-zero I don't know much about her, but I've heard things like, oh, man, fuck it, kid. <laughs> I think, and I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe someone will, will, will correct me afterwards. But I think Echidna is the person whose piss is drunken in this show. When I, oh, when I mentioned that whole piss God. drinking thing, I think it's her piss from the, uh, the memes that I've seen. But I could be wrong. <laughs> what is up with silver-haired people and them wanting you to drink their piss? <laughs> Overhaul, like, I, I could see him being on here. I mean, he was kind of, like, the, the main antagonist of the previous season. Um, but, I don't know. He he was, like, good, but not great to me. Um, he was definitely better than Shigaraki. I don't like Shigaraki. Like, he's just a, a whiny little bitch to me. Overhaul, like, has some problems, but he at least, like, takes them head on and tries to do something about them. But, I don't know. I could take or leave Overhaul at this point. Even spicier take, why wasn't Gentle on here instead of Overhaul? Oh, shit. That's a good oh. point. Gentle Criminal. And, and what was Brava. his... Yeah, LaBrava, his little, his little side yeah. or whatever. Joker and Harley. <laughs> yeah, they are like Joker and Harley. <laughs> yeah. I like Gentle way more than Overhaul. I feel like Gentle, you can... I mean, like, Overhaul is doing it for the betterment of quote-unquote betterment, but Gentle's just, you know... Gentle's just trying to live and get <laughs> yeah. his notoriety... He was a very unexpected antagonist for sure. Yeah, and plus he, for a guy who's got such a weak quirk, he was whooping Deku's ass pretty bad. <laughs> His quirk was like what? Just making like, like air, air turn into like rubber or something? Yeah, that's a weird quirk. And he was, <laughs> he was beating Deku's ass. <laughs> And then Labrava said that, you know, gave him his power up. And I was like, oh, Deku's about to die. <laughs> And I was excited because I kind of wanted to, I mean, not that I wanted Deku to die, but I wanted Gentle to get away. Yeah, I, I'm glad they, um, I don't want to like spoil too much, but I'm glad like we got hints of, of more of Gentle Criminal by the end of that arc. Um, I want to see where, where they're going to take that. 
Sorry. Uh, when Gentle did or did not get away. When he wait, didn't they like tease? Right? Am I? Am I? I hope I'm not going. I was in like a an interrogation room. Yeah, like he was. Like... He got. He got busted, and then at the end, like he had some some interrogation going down, and they were asking him some questions, but they didn't like let him answer them. So I feel like they're hinting at more of him, right? I feel like. Am, am I going crazy, guys? <laughs> um. Well, I am a manga reader here, and. <laughs> nods head sure yeah okay <laughs> that's fair i'll take that oh <laughs> uh, but speaking of why is rachel on this i mean is it just because people got mad at the ending okay i i think rachel's the clear winner here because i hate her that much i mean i get where you're probably going with that um because she really didn't do anything she probably did less than sukuna did the the whole season but man what yeah. she did was so <laughs> dirty like i she was my winner for this category. She used Bam like up until the end, and I think like she was in that wheelchair, right, pretending that. Yeah, she, she was pretending she to be crippled up at the last second and just pushes like, "Gad, you're a bitch." Oh my but god, this, maybe this that's just me bitch. being so angry at <laughs> yes. seeing that happen that my emotions are are taking control of me. <laughs> it's really hard for me to accept Rahel being uh, even a nominee for best antagonist because we don't know her motivation yet. Or her reasons why, like she wants to go to the top of the tower to see the stars. That sounds like an, a, a uh, just like a cover for what she actually wants to do, especially with how shady she is trying to avoid Bam uh, throughout the whole show. So unfortunately, we won't ever get a season two of this animated, <laughs> and I'm not ever going to read the webtoon. Sorry, Arthur. <laughs> but sorry, Arthur. <laughs> but I. I just don't know why Rahel did what she did. So it, it, as far as I know, it's just a uh, a tropish twist. I feel like for me, um, the the turning point for the show, because again, I, was, I thought it was good. Like I was kind of lukewarm about it. Um, the turning point for me where it actually got good and I was hooked was when she had that betrayal. And I know that's super late into the season. But to me, that betrayal like took the whole show to the next level and, and really increased my interest levels um mm. so i think that's why i, I identify so much so strongly with her being best antagonist but again like thinking about it practically she really didn't do much at this point to to make sense for her to to win this category but also like sukuna didn't either like i don't understand why he won well you know it got good for tower of god when each episode of verb only had 500 comments and then the last episode where the thing happened had like four thousand comments <laughs> <laughs> it's true everyone needed to vent at that point <laughs> I think Ayn should have won it uh, from Doro Hedero. He's, I think he's, he's, you see a lot of his perspective and he's got a really cool power. He just turns things to mushrooms. That's it. Wait, he turns things to mushrooms? <laughs> yeah, he turns things to mushrooms. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like that sounds lame, but he uses it in such ridiculous <laughs> ways in his backstory of being basically abandoned and used and thrown into actual hell, which he escaped from. You know, he he's it's like the man's seen some things, so his desire to rule the other side or whatever they call it in Doro Hedoro, it, it it's really like I didn't want to see him lose as I wanted him to see his goals, but not as long as his goals compromised what Kaiman wanted. And I think just his powers, his personality, how he handles everything, because he can be comedic. Well. The people can act as comedic, can act off of him, and he can be their comedic foil. But he's also just really cool as far as design-wise goes for me. And again, just I think 
talent to the writer of that show or the manga to say his power is to turn things into mushrooms and that's a legitimate threat that's speaks volumes about what is done with his character writing and his abilities yeah that's really surprising to hear that that is his his quirk quote unquote um (laughs) and yeah i think that like i love things like that like the very unexpected um but but when they fit really well into the the story or the show um so i i could just from hearing you describe that like that that makes sense to me and plus i agree his his character design looking at some some pictures of him here he looks so fucking badass like is that a mask that he's wearing Oh yeah, he makes all of his uh the people in his squad or his gang wear masks like that. That is so cool. Yeah, he he looks like a like an actual antagonist. <laughs> it's it's really cool. It's he is a really cool. There's a lot of cool characters in Dora Hedoro and I I really recommend that show. That is going on my anime list. I feel like I'm going to walk <laughs> away from this this episode with just like a whole like extra 100 shows that I need to watch on top of the 2021 anime. Yeah. That we have to also <laughs> oh. It's just like what happens whenever you bring guests into your house. You go you go home with a bunch of leftovers. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> How poetic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so second to last, we have best protagonist. Um, the nominees here were Decadence, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, okay, I'm going to say it again. The Misfit of Demon <laughs> King Academy. <laughs> History is strong as Demon King reincarnates and goes to school with his descendants. <laughs> Keep your hands off Azoken. High Q, with the winner being My Next Life as a Villainous. Um, I don't have anything to say about this category other than, like, I'm glad to see Itadori on here because he. He's very endearing to me, and, and maybe I'm just, I, I, yeah. I love him too much where I'm a bit biased here, but I feel like he should have been best boy over Gojo, and even if not, I'm glad to see him on this best protagonist list because he actually has real struggles and, and um, hurdles that he needs to overcome versus Gojo, who just already has his shit together, is already OP, and like doesn't even try half the time. So I, I feel like, I don't think Itadori should have won, but I'm glad to see him nominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt, you've seen my next life as a villainous. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, way to put the light on me. Um, I voted for <laughs> Katarina in the actual best protagonist. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Explain <laughs> yourself. Um, well, you know, there's a lot of harem shows out there, you know, and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're recording over a call and I feel you looking at me hard through the monitor. Your ass got called out on this one. <laughs> it did. So there's a lot of, you know, we, we've I think we've all been exposed to a harem anime at some point where the character, you know, they like some bland, bland main boy or main girl who have no personality outside of being nice or, you know, being kind. And Really, that's so flavorless and so milk toast that it doesn't really matter. But Katarina has all the boys and all the girls after her, and it's perfectly reasonable because she's such a huge dork who's trying to avoid getting murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's she's just doing things like saying, like, well, I might be ex- excommunicated, kicked out of this country, so I need to make sure that I have potatoes, so I'm gonna start a garden. And then she's saying, like, well, I need survival skills, so I'm going to get better at climbing trees. And, oh, I just, I don't have, I have crappy magic, so I'm not going to really even bother with this. All I can do is push a rock around. It, it's not nothing. So, 
to just see her act so dorky and so just weird and oblivious to these characters and not in that classic harem pro tag oblivious like oh you want to go to the school oh okay no she's literally stupid she's Mm -hmm. stupid (laughs) (laughs) and it's so endearing and such a i guess a breath of fresh air to have a harem protagonist who is actually someone that I could say, yeah, I'd fall for her too, I bet, if she was real. <laughs> and I don't, and I, I actually, I, I can see why she's one. I mean, I voted for her too, but that's mostly because of, I, you know, I don't think the other picks were really that great, honestly. I feel like one of the, the the key factors that you need for a good protagonist is how hard we're rooting for them or how hype they make us feel. And that's how I feel about Itadori, yeah. and it sounds like that's how you feel about Katarina. Um, so I don't know, like, does does Anos from Misfit, like, does he does he make you feel hyped? Does he does he have you rooting for him all the time? Because <laughs> he's so OP. No. Yes, Brad, explain. <laughs> <laughs> because this is where I draw the distinction between best boy and best protagonist. I will say all day that Anos is going to be best boy, but he is not a good protagonist because he's all he he comes out the womb winning. <laughs> <laughs> And I say the a good protagonist is someone who you can see them climbing up through the ranks of their life. Like I haven't seen too much of Haikyuu, but I think Shoyo would be a good nominee for best protagonist because you get to see his climb from starting out in a the in the volleyball team to going up in the league, um, competing against the other strong teams. You would have the same thing with Itadori. Asakaza is a weird case because you do see something like that, but it's not quite as high stakes. And then there's Natsume up there, which, goddamn, I gotta watch Decadence after that because I just feel bad for skipping out on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's good or not. I don't know anything about her. I see her up here and I'm like, okay, there's gotta be some reason, I would hope. Although some of these nominations are like pretty random. Um, But yeah, now, now I feel like I need to watch that show too. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like one of the things, too, is I don't think Natsumi was even the quote-unquote protagonist of Decadence. I thought it was the other guy, but I don't yeah. know. Uh, I don't know. I, I personally, it was a tight pick between that or Asakusa, just because Asakusa's vigor and, you know, just interest in anime and animation were really inspiring. But I, I also, I do like Itadori as well. He's one of the best shonen protagonists ever, I think. Because he's, he's really stupid. <laughs> Not in that <laughs> typical way, you know? Yeah. Like, the dude is just, just thrown into dude. Well, he's, he, he just doesn't know. It's not like Naruto, where Naruto's been in Ninja Academy for almost 13 years, and you don't know what chakra is, are you stupid? <laughs> or anything like that, you know? He's... You Itadori has a reason to be stupid and bad at everything, and because he's he's just been thrown into it, and he, the way he bounces off other characters is fun too. So yeah, yeah, I have to agree completely. Like the fact that he he has no fucking idea what's going on, and his grandpa just died. Like he, and the fact that he can continue to find the you know the silver lining and everything, or, or remain positive. Um, I think it's just again like super endearing, super inspiring. Um, and he tries his best to always do the right thing in a world that is fueled by regret and, and sadness and depression. So he's yeah. just like the, mm-hmm. the bright spot in the show that I, I love to watch. Like he, he's the reason I, I keep coming back to this. And I love 
love his dynamic with uh, with Sukuna. And I, I cannot wait till we finally get more Sukuna screen time because I feel like we could have some really great moments between the two of them. Oh, yeah. he He's definitely just a delight in this in this in this world and you know he it just he makes a good character because he bounces off every other character so well i like seeing him with glasses guy i like seeing him with sukuna i like seeing him with brad's infected me as well anime sasuke <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm jujitsu sasuke what am i talking about where's my brain going man um but it, it, i don't know i think it when this when this aired or when this this poll was conducted when the award ceremony happened. I think Jujutsu Kaisen was at episode 14, 13. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. think it was an, I don't know. He shares so much screen time with other characters. You know, he's, he's not, he shares so much screen time with other characters. I just don't know if he really should have won it when he's, you know, half the time they're jumping back and forth between what's going on with him and anime. Uh, I mean, Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> other team other team and panda panda and crew i don't know where my mind's gone but i don't know i don't know well speaking of jujutsu kaisen i'm gonna i'm gonna move us to the final category um because jujutsu kaisen won anime of the year but we have to acknowledge that there were some really good nominees in this category so there was keep your hands off azoken there was great Ooh. pretender doro hey doro Apare Ranman um, and B stars. So, I I think um, I think Brad, you and I have the same feeling on this. Where Jujutsu Kaisen, it's just too early to make that call for anime of the year, and I'm surprised it's that it's that done. they won. Rigged, it's yeah. Rigged. What four more episodes? Yeah, and like by the I think by the time the nominations came out, we had just started the second half of the season, and. I so okay. Overall, I fucking love Jujutsu Kaisen. I, I think it's super hype. I know it's not the best anime in the world, but to me, I I'm like obsessed with it. But the mm-hmm. second half of the season is not hitting for me. I'm enjoying it, but it is nowhere near the same hype level that we got in the first half. And this is exactly why it should not have been nominated, let alone win. Because now you're gonna look back on it and and think like, was that a deserving win? And it, the answer mm-hmm. could be no. Um, so I, yeah, I was, I was pretty, pretty peeved about this, despite being a, a big fan. Yeah, because this still has four episodes, and that's a lot of time to poop the bed and yeah. just, <laughs> just, just trip up before you get to the finish line. <laughs> Operate Ronmon, uh, as you said, with your inflection, is an odd choice. Uh, it's, I, I don't know if we summarized it, but it's pretty much anime wacky racers across <laughs> the U.S. And uh, Operate Ronmon, as well as I think. It was some other show during that season. When COVID-19 first hit around March and April, Operate Ronmon stopped production and had to come out the next season. And so it had an unfortunate time where its viewership dropped off and never really picked back up because there were other super hitters that came out during that time when Operate Ronmon came back. So I'm doubly surprised to see it up here in nominees for Anime of the Year. So do you feel like it's it's deserving of that nomination? I don't know. I didn't finish it. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) Because I'm wondering if maybe it was like, to your point, because people slept on it, given the circumstances that it actually should have had more of a following than it did. Kind of like Akudama Drive or Vinland Saga. Like those shows needed to have more visibility. Um, So my Mm -hmm. guess was like maybe that that was the situation here. But I don't know. I'll I'll have to watch the show. Well, if I can interject in this. I think Agudama Drive should have easily replaced Apare Ranman. Yes. Yeah. And 
there is no reason for it to be up here. Oh, in fact, Anime Trending, who do their own award ceremony, uh, this is their seventh year. Uh, Akudama Drive actually won Anime of the Year for their category. I saw that. I was very happy about that. And I think, well, I would, I personally can't give it to ha- keep your hands off because it's not finished. The ending is nothing. The ending is the anime journey continues, and I hate endings like that. I cannot stand for a show to have an ending that is just the journey continues in the manga. And I just actualized that what I just experienced was an advertisement for me yeah. to go pick up some volumes. But Apari Ranmon has no reason to be on here outside of someone argued for it because I finished the show and I don't think it's really that good. I don't think it does anything particularly original. I don't think the story is very propelling. You know, like it doesn't go anywhere new or interesting. The characters aren't anything you haven't seen before in like in anime or film in general so there's a lot that apari ramon just doesn't really do well and compared to akudama drive which is so stylized so beautiful and has characters like swindler who you are invested in mm-hmm. it's no reason for akudama drive not to be on this list when apari ramon can be yeah i completely no agree I feel like with Great Pretender, um, I would be more okay with this show being on this list if the ending was better. Like, the show was Mm -hmm. great up until the last couple episodes, and I don't want to spoil too much because I know you guys haven't seen it, but it just goes, like, on this weird, like, sharp left-hand turn where there's, like, a certain level of believability or realism in this show, but then they just throw that out the window in the last two episodes, and I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, this does not make any sense. It doesn't, like... What's happening, I guess, ties into the overall story, but how they're approaching it or how they're they're getting from point A to point B is just like completely unexpected in a bad way for for the show and how they were kind of progressing. And I just it really kind of turned me off at, at the end of it. It kind of like soured the whole show for me. Yeah, because I guess it mm-hmm. um, it kind of the ending like it would have played well into the the character development for the protagonist um, Edamora, but. Yeah, the ending, like, it it makes sense. And, you know, I love Great Pretender, but um, I'm kind of glad that it it did not win in this category because, yeah, I think the ending was just a conflicting point for a lot of people. That and the the main romance, I guess, in this show um, was we were led to believe one thing about it. And then at the very last second, like literally the last second of um, of the season, they kind of just said, nope, just kidding. It's going this direction instead. And that really just pisses me off because mm-hmm. you, again, try not to spoil anything, but you get really emotionally invested in these two characters and you feel almost complete by the end of um, their, their backstory because there's a lot of uh, flashbacks between the two of them. But then it's like they, they completely undo that by introducing an element that that throws everything askew so th- those two things in general i think really peeved me and um i think f- for me like i i would have been really pissed if great pretender won anime of the year but i don't know i, I don't think Jujutsu kaisen should have gotten it either so i'm just not happy in general <laughs> yeah i i just don't think i really think that you should be excluded from this sort of judgment when you aren't finished i think it's just it just, you know, it just doesn't really pay off because, again, you don't know how it's going to end, and this is based off an ongoing manga. So even then, you're not going to have that ending, that resolute ending where Itadori defeats, you know, Shigaraki stand in. Mm-hmm. He just goes, well, the battle continues. Go see in the manga for, and wait for our second season. Yeah, and those endings just p- piss me off. 
I okay. I have a quick question about Jujutsu Kaisen. Is it only available to stream on Crunchyroll? I feel like it is, but I could be wrong. Um, because if it is only available on Crunchyroll, then I feel like there's a a suspect motive Rigged. here for it to be nominated, <laughs> let alone win in this category. Wow, I did not even think about that part of these anime awards that this can be used as an advertisement to say, hey, watch this show exclusively on Crunchyroll. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's something I thought of because, you know, like a lot of Funimations, you know, Funimations exclusives are not on here. Kakushi Goto is barely mentioned. Akudama Drive isn't on here, mm-hmm. but, you know, for one category. Meanwhile, we've got stuff that is exclusively on Crunchyroll, like Isaacin, Jujutsu Kaisen, Tower of God, and, you know, there's these shows exclusive to Crunchyroll that are kind of dominating a good bit of this list. And never mind the fact that, uh, what was it, Best best Fight Scene, a Crunchyroll exclusive God of High School had two placements as nominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. sketchy now that you bring that up. <laughs> yeah, we have to take the this whole award show with a, with a grain of salt, I think. It would be nice to see a more, like, independent... Um, award show get a better spot like I, I think anime trending is a little more independent but I, I could be wrong I don't know much about them but maybe their their award show will or has panned out better because I think it it took place a couple of days ago yeah I think they're a little bit more I think they're honestly a little bit more fair because I think it is entirely voted by you know by the people and already just looking through their winning their winners I'm like I agree with that I agree with that you know there's I agree a lot more like my boy, you from Kaguya-sama was shafted at best boy, but he got it in this in uh, anime trendings, and he really deserved it mm-hmm. because he st- was a standout character in that season, but he was not nowhere to be seen. And I think Oregairu made it on anime trendings um, nominations, if I'm not mistaken. So seeing something like that, I mean, yeah, that that to me is also an indication like they they had a more well-rounded uh, set of contenders. Yeah, I think it actually won Best Romance. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> poor, poor what a guy do. They got snuffed so bad in the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Yeah. Unfor- that's really unfortunate because as much as I don't like I don't like the ending of Snafu, I at least respected that it was an interesting show to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, with, with that, that is the the anime awards for 2021 i'm i'm hoping it'll be better in 2022 although i think we can all predict that attack on titan is going to sweep every fucking category that it's in so uh, i don't know we'll see who ends up being second place best romance (laughs) best comedy sasha Sasha x potato or gabby x of (laughs) <laughs> they won't even bother nominating everyone else it'll just be characters from within the show taking up all the nominations but, but yeah i, I am oh, looking forward yeah. to it because already 2021 is is a stacked year for anime i mean we're what three months in and i feel like i have more shows to watch than i can handle right now yeah oh yeah but yeah it's, so it's oh go ahead <laughs> no i was gonna just i was reflecting on i was reflecting as i looked at my mail and saw all my watchings it's just gonna keep growing man (laughs) it's gonna grow and grow but before we finish things up here carl and i would love to give a huge thank you to you guys matt and brad for joining us on this episode we really really appreciate it and we've had an awesome time shitting all over the anime awards with you guys (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you we're glad to be here oh yeah 
very happy to be here. <laughs> Always happy to hang out with people who are also in the same sort of mental illness as we have to do this thing every <laughs> single week. It's been fantastic. But um, before we close things up, tell us where people can listen to you guys or find out more about Otaku Melancholy Podcast. Well, you can find us at our website, otakumelancholy.com, where you can find all our episodes that are posted every Tuesday or every other every Friday for our Attack on Titan series where we talk about Attack on Titan, the final season. And you can also find our all the sites that we're streaming on, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the like. And you can also find links to our social media, including our Discord. <laughs> this is the thing he says at the end of every single episode. <laughs> it's, just, it's just rehearsed. I just not uh, any... I, I hit play on the cassette drive and like just let it go. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's just doing the same thing he always does. <laughs> he's got it down to a T. But no, that's that's great. And we'll we'll make sure to add everything, um, links, social media, all of that in the show notes for our listeners. Um, but yes, again, thank you so, so yeah, very much. You. We we hope to have you guys on again in the future. Yeah, I hope, hope to be hope back to be on here. again. This was fun. <laughs> and I got to say that uh, the way you opened up your podcast sounded like an NPR program. Very <laughs> professional. <laughs> you just need oh, a yeah, little We'll definitely bit. have to have you guys on and make you watch something bad. Oh, I... As per the usual. We would love that. I'd love to fall into some more degeneracy. Yes, please. <laughs> we'll find a little sister anime or something like that. <laughs> I've already got one lined up, my dude. Well, there Perfect. we go. That'll be amazing. Look forward to that, everyone. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> and that wraps up episode 29 of Strictly Anime. If you enjoy our show, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every other Monday. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series and on Twitter at Strictly Series to connect with us there or on our website, thestrictlyseries.com, to share your thoughts on the anime that we review. You'll also find more info on Strictly JoJo, our other podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.